and welcome to the 36th episode of Damage Control Podcasting, a professionally unprofessional look at the conventions, ideas, and genres of filmmaking. I'm here with someone. Cody's supposed to go. I got confused. Usually Snyder's here. And yeah. then I look at him like, you're supposed to go. Well, we are sitting in our normal seats. Yeah. Uh, Cody Dietrich. Tyler Tipton. Daniel Newkirk. Okay, so to celebrate the release of Mission Impossible Fallout and its 125 million gross in 10 days, we are going to do an audio commentary over 1996 Mission Impossible. The Yay. first one. Is it really old? Yes, 1996. Tom Cruise so, is like 79 years old. Uh, he's just under... Fi- or he's Thank like, you, he's Wikipedia. Like, he's like 50, 51. He's 51, so... 50, 51, somewhere. Yeah. Too old, he needs to start having some graying hair, at least. He In Fallout, you can kind of see uh, his stubble's got some gray in it. His... Uh, I like his hair in this one. Oh, Jesus. Uh, anyway, we'll get to hair later. Uh, okay, so before we start the movie, uh, we are queued up. The Paramount Mountain is on. We've got two stars. Just that is like one in three-fourths. One in three-fourths stars on the screen before Daniel hits play. We've got the uh, Special Collector's Edition DVD. Uh, there's no special deleted scenes, no special editions, so uh, this will line up with whatever. By the way, this was a effing adventure to get this. <coughs> Because growing up, I had a VHS. I contacted my brother for the VHS. He said, no, Mom had it. So I contacted my mom. My mom said, no, Tyler had it. So finally, Mom said, no, I do have it. She went downstairs and found it, find it, found the box. And I don't remember what was in it, but it wasn't Mission Impossible. So I said, okay, okay, I'll just go out and get it. My mom's like, no, I'll go get it for you. I said, okay, Mom, that's great. Will you please go get the DVD for me? Because we don't have a Blu-ray player up at Damage Control Headquarters. She's like, oh, okay. What crappy budget we got. And so she comes oh, and gets... Oh, we spent all the money on the damn whiteboard. So, oh, yeah. yeah, the Hollywood whiteboard. So anyway, so she, I live out of town. I, I live 20 minutes away from, uh, from everyone. So she comes over. She hands me this movie. She's very proud of it. It's a Blu-ray. I said, Mom, what did I tell you to get? She said, the DVD. I said, what does it say here? It says Blu-ray, but they, also, but they come in double package. I said, yeah, it will say Blu-ray slash DVD. And I felt bad because she was so proud of herself. I said, you know what? I'll just keep this. And I will go out and buy it. She goes, no, no, no. Here's the receipt. I said, I just, okay, fine. I'll get it. So, uh, anyway, we got the DVD. That's a lame story, but that's the truth. Mama's boy. All right. Also, uh, before we get started, um, uh, if you want to be on an episode of Damage Control Podcasting, this is your chance. Uh, when Adam uploads this, hopefully, you will have a one week for our uh, one year anniversary and we are going to take audience questions um, so uh, comment them uh, send them to us at damagecontrolpodcasting at gmail.com or check us out on the twits at, at damagecontrol the twits the twits the twits Dan, have you been checking it out Daniel's been stepping up the game he's doing really good no I don't I've been trying this is some interesting I don't twat that much okay so I was really proud of the uh, the uh, world series of poker tweet I did uh, I, didn't really fun. I didn't see it oh yeah, yeah uh, what was it the the uh, transformer yeah, yeah I was watching some uh, old transformer episodes and and uh, uh, one of the, the Decepticons wins with like with like Ace, two, three, king, queen, and all different suits. And, and that's the hand he wins with. It's pretty great. So before I only see our tweets if my wife shows me. So before we hit play, <laughs> this had a budget of that can't be right, eighty million. Okay, opening weekend it grossed forty-five million four hundred thirty-six thousand, with a final grossing of one hundred eighty million dollars uh, U.S. and then worldwide. 
457 million dollars. So it was it was a hit. Uh, so let's go ahead and hit play. We are at the Paramount Mountain. Um, one and three quarters star just in. Hit play. And uh, away we go. Here. Oh wait, wait. We're buffering. Our computer's really slow here. Hey. Um, he didn't mean it. He didn't mean it, baby. What, what's, what's I don't know what's going on. Hit pause. Yay, technical difficulties. Hit play again. We're going to watch the there movie we are. Uh, hey. at half speed. So th this movie was, uh, I guess, kind of a, a, a big deal because nowadays people reboot TV shows and other franchises. Uh, a lot of people were did not want to make this movie because they did not understand turning a TV show into a movie. So um, that was kind of a big deal. Also, it was uh, Emilio Estevez uncredited. Was this before or after? Uh, he was popular. Days? But he did this uncredited, though. Because, no, I thought they did it because that's why they put him in that role. Because, I mean, spoilers, they kill him. It was no one saw him dying because I was. I was no, he's, but no, he's literally uncredited. He's not in the credits. He did oh, this movie. Well, then I don't know. I would assume that he would have been. Uh, good hair. I like the hair in this movie. He's um, my favorite character for like the five minutes he's on TV. Which it, he actually, this character is actually pretty close to his personality because I guess he's like a tech nerd in real life. And he kind of plays a tech guy in this movie. Uh, so anyway, we're doing, the, uh, we're doing this to celebrate the sixth film in the franchise. I was going to do Mission Impossible 3 since that's closer to what Mission Impossible has become. It has more of the cast in it. But I wanted I wanted to pick this one uh, for a lot of reasons. This movie uh, was a big deal in my childhood. Um, plus, it's kind of closer to what Mission Impossible should be. Uh, I, I like what the movies have become, but this is more... They're more of a James Bond movie nowadays. Uh, they've even adopted, you know, using titles... Now they're like Fallout and you know, kind of like the way James Bond does it. Was that the other one? Ghost Protocol or Ghost Protocol, like Rogue yeah. Nation. This just makes me think of the video game. Which was impossible to beat. The Mission Impossible one? Yeah. Yeah. The six, if six, if six, anyone six, has beaten Mission well, Impossible watch this, watch this, on, on N64. Check this hair out. I, I do have to admit the whole just tearing what? off the face. This is, well, watch, watch. I love this shot. I love how he just dug, just goes down off frame. Main, anyway, good shot. I'm obsessed with that shot. Anyway, go ahead, Cody. Like, I, I do have to say that when I first saw these movies and the whole just tearing off the face and, it, oh, my God, it's Tom Cruise, that, that, that's been a very good staple of the series, I have to admit. Uh, this, is kind of, I want, this is kind of a prequel, kind of an origin story of my obsession with hair. Mm -hmm. This is the first haircut I became obsessed with. And I forgot how cool it was until I watched it the other day. I was obsessed with this haircut. I got it one time, and I used to reenact the scenes in this movie. By Is yourself. By yeah, oh yeah, I used to reenact them all. Plus, plus man, this, this was the first... So this movie was very important in my childhood. Uh, if you watch the opening credits, uh, it actually gives away a lot of the plot points in this, which is similar to what the TV show did. Um, but anyway, this movie was important in my childhood because it was one of the first movies that I actually like seeked out because I wanted to see like I was just watching movies that my mom and dad would just put on or Elvis or 
whatever my mom rented. This was the first one that I actually seeked out because I was interested in watching it. Uh, I, was, I was obsessed with the hair. It got me into uh, fashion. It got me in, got me involved in stunt work. Fashion. Like, I'm not kidding. This movie is, like, huge in my childhood. Uh, I love the music. Um, like I said, that opening soundtrack is... It's pretty sweet. Yeah. Like you, don't, you don't get few songs that are as iconic as that one. I had no idea about the TV show uh, going in when I was. So what, I don't think most people 90, know about the TV 96, show. Ninety six. So I would have been. I would have been twelve at this point. Uh, John Boyd playing. So, so uh, this movie was controversial because, for one, it was it was a uh, movie version of a TV show, which back then was unheard of. Second, uh, spoilers. If anyone hasn't seen this yet, uh, why are you listening to us? They turned Jim Phelps into a bad guy. He was the lead throughout the TV show, and they wanted to get Peter Graves, the original Jim Phelps, uh, to play this character, but wouldn't do it because they turned that character into a bad guy. Also, uh, the the original... So Peter Graves, the original Jim Phelps, and the original cast refused to come back and even boycotted the film because uh, they were going to just bring in the original cast and then kill them off. And bring in a whole new, you know, Tom Cruise's character and team to reboot the the universe. Because huh. he is the only one. Jim Phelps is the only character that is a holdover from the TV show. That would have been really interesting. I would have really liked that actually. I think that would have been a, a good, interesting direction to go to kind of pass the torch. But yeah, but Peter Graves was just furious because they turned because he had played Jim Phelps in the '60s show and then the '80s revival. And then in this one, they turned him into the bad wait, guy. Wait, wait a sec. The Charlie's Angels 2 stole their plot from this movie. What, an Oculus? Yeah. I, I think that's pretty much every spot. I think, what was it, Skyfall? Is it Skyfall 2? Mm-hmm. Huh. Oh, and this is that guy. Like, I like it when he plays the good guy, but when he plays the bad guy, he plays it pretty well. So, yeah, speaking of this, so... They they uh, cast uh, after Peter Graves refused to do it and was boycotted. That is it. Look how sexy that picture is. I was obsessed with that picture. Uh, good hair. Jesus. Um, I gotta stop saying my last name I, on air. I used to. I used to when I had that haircut. I, I used come to, up with a pseudonym. When I when I had that haircut, I used to look in the mirror and try to emulate that, like Ben Stiller and Zoolander. I tried to emulate that look. Um, so anyway. I've known you my whole life, and there's just this, shit that I'm finding out that I... This movie, I, I kid you not, this movie had a big impact on me. Um, that's why I was really stoked and kind of bummed out we couldn't do it last week. I'm, I'm stoked that we're doing it, because this, this movie means a lot to me. Uh, this is one of the first major U.S. films to be shot in Prague after the, the communist wall fell. Um, Boo, communism. Yeah. Snyder likes communism. He's not here, so I can say that. You know he's going to find out. He don't. No, oh, I'm gonna tell him. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so anyway, they, they they cast John Voight as Jim Phelps because no one would believe him as a bad guy. But I grew up with him like an anaconda, and I've only known him as a bad guy. So I was kind of shocked. I mean, I wasn't shocked to see him as a bad guy. I was more shocked to see him as a good guy. Well, you get typecast like that so often. You like it when they show him and they're like, "Oh, here here he is playing the dick again." But to his credit, so doing research on this film for the commentary we were doing, I went back and I watched a lot of the 60s show and the 80s reboot. He is emulating Jim Phelps to a T. His mannerisms and his hand gestures, 
He's got he's got Peter Graves, Jim Phillips down tight. It's it's pretty decent. Also, Amelia Weston, his hair's good. Uh, it's kind of hard to maintain because it, it loses shape quick. Yeah, the rest of it is, is a win no matter what. Was this pre or post uh, Mighty Ducks? Um, post, I would assume. Yeah. He had the Pat Riley haircut in Mighty Ducks. Okay, we're going to take a look. Mighty Ducks is 1992. This is after yeah, yeah. one and two. And the same year as three. Even though he wasn't in three that long. So, I like this one a lot. I like the original Mission Possible because it is it's closer to more of of uh, a spy movie, whereas late as soon as the se- even as the second one came on, they turned it more into like an action flick. They got John Woo to direct the second one, J.J. Uh, Abrams directed the third one, so on, and they're more they're more like over the top. Uh, I think that's kind of what turned me off from the franchise. Is that like yeah, the first one? I really enjoyed this one, and then moving into the second one, like they had. A uh, like a soundtrack. The soundtrack didn't work for me, and then like yeah, it was just like generic action and explosions. Oh, you didn't and stuff. like you didn't like Limp Bizkit's "Take a Look Around." I mean, it was a good song, but I don't yeah. know if I liked it as a uh, as a replacement of the Mission Impossible theme. I think I just would have gone classic. He has the classic lyrics, staring down the mic like a barrel of a gun. I, I, I no Limp Bizkit on the podcast. To, I don't seem to remember that any lyrics in the Mission Impossible theme. No, the yeah, Limp Bizkit. Yeah, it's... Da-na-na. Na-na-na. Are we doing a callback? Yeah. Ooh, I know our picture for tonight. We're going to suspend Cody from the ceiling. Oh, alright. Yeah. So here's some of the ceiling can support that. God. Uh, <laughs> Not because of Cody, but because of the ceiling. So this, this was the last motion motion picture from a major studio to be to be released Release for home video on, on Beta, Betamax. Betamax. Did you look it up? Uh, I have IMDb too. That's where I got it. Yeah. Where can we find our profile picture that we use? Wait, Betamax. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I have it on Laserdisc. If you would have told me that, you, you had it on Laserdisc. Yeah. Can I have it? No, what? maybe. Uh, what you don't pay for it? I got <laughs> I got Predator on Laserdisc okay. too. So, so Ethan Hunt has to uh, has to emulate this this guy coming up. Is this fooling anyone? I can see him underneath that. Yeah, yeah, that's pretty much. So basically, Tom Cruise is watching Tom Cruise, and he has to emulate. Tom oh, Cruise. this is my favorite weapon ever. Oh, is that so, the? Okay. I used to say red light, green light all the yeah, time. Yeah, me too. Uh, so basically, you could tell this was shot towards the end because his hair's a little bit longer. I don't really like this phase of the hair. Oh my! You just have an episode about Adam talking about hair. So, so that's another uh, kind of funny that the red light, green light got yeah. you. My family used to say hostile lasagna don't get any uh, yeah all the time. Really? See, yeah. That, that, line, <laughs> that line. That line used to irritate me. I was me. so. Pissed at this part coming up. That line used to irritate me because I always wanted him to say "Hasta la vista, baby." Because this "Hasta lasagna" just for whatever didn't. But the red light, green light—that was. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I always. Oh, fuck. Did they have gum like that? The two cone color gum? I don't I mean, think that so. would be a good I'm advertisement. Sure they made yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure Zebra made it once upon a time where it had two different flavors or whatever. Ethan Jackson's son. So, so what is so like Spice has specialties. 
So is Ethan like an infiltration specialist? Is that what he does? He, yeah, he's he's. What, what would you? Yeah, he's an infiltration specialist. He 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 can mimic. He can uh, bullshit well. He's your he, he's boots the, on the ground guy. Yeah, he's the con. He's the con artist. He's the guy that you give him. You they should make a movie the, about Jack, and that's all I want to see. Did Simon Pegg take over that? No. Well, okay. No, Ving Rhames. Ving Rhames takes over. Well, he's a hacker. Uh, Ving Rhames is more. Yeah, I guess. I guess. Uh, Benny Benji would be. Because honestly, I have not seen anything. I've not seen another Mission Impossible since this one. I guess I've seen parts of two. I'm a big, I think parts of three. I'm a big fan of the franchise, but for to me, this is just plays a big. Okay, like right here, right here. When I was a kid, watching the scene right here, watch right there. Like I knew something was up. It just to me, I, I don't know. I'm obsessed. Oh yeah, that's right. Because we have the double cross thing happening in this movie too, right? Did you make Cody? Crisscross. Everybody's seen it. Maybe not. Plus, maybe I haven't. You I, have. Have you not you seen just, it? No, I have. Oh, okay. <laughs> Uh, he was just talking about how awesome lasagna. <laughs> oh, yeah. Good lord, you don't even listen. Plus, uh, see, if I was on this team, I'd be the, I'd be the idiot that has to climb up in the shafts and stuff. Well, yeah, you're the tech guy. I'm not that smart. Yeah. I'm just the, I'm not that Hence, smart. microphone, sound equipment. Yeah. yeah. Um, he just pays for it. What, what, sounding pretty tinny. What do we think about tinny? So tinny. And, and, and tiny, but you know. So Tom, Tom Cruise got this movie all off the ground when he he found out that they were, were going to do a mission. They were having trouble doing the Mission Impossible film. He had a lot of clout in Hollywood at this time, and he wanted to do it because of the gadgets. Uh, what do we think about the gadgets in this? Because honestly, the, the only exploding gum we seem th- to like that is the only gadget that I really remember. You don't remember the 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 what, the heat seeking hairspray. That is. That is. That is. They just used it. Uh. You don't remember? Oh man. Honestly, that is the that is the only gadget. And now I'm like running through the missions in the N64 game, and I can't even remember any get. I mean, you had the gun, the mass, the blow gun. Uh, They had the thing that it was very similar to Goldeneye, where you had to cut the grates to go through the air duct. Yeah. It may even been a watch like. Oh, like I was saying earlier, if anyone has ever beaten the Michelin Impossible N64 game, you need to prove it, because I don't believe it's possible. You could say it's impossible. That the, the missions are impossible. impossible. Oh, that's yeah. what I don't yeah. get, though, because they keep succeeding. That, but see, that, that's the, what Tom Cruise says in interviews, where that's why they keep making a sequel, because... They 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 enter, always, they enter a mission impossible. They prove it's possible. So now they're on to the next impossible mission. Uh, That's why I think that they should make one last movie and they should fail. Oh yeah. Uh, that I, should it be as should end. I like it's just Ethan dying. He's like, well, here it is. Well, actually. That's why Jeremy Renner was brought in on Ghost Protocol because they weren't sure if Tom Cruise wanted to do it anymore. Jeremy Renner was supposed to take over for the Ethan Hunt character. Not as Ethan Hunt, but he was supposed to take over for the franchise. So, do they ever, like, in any of the, the, the Mission Impossible, do they disavow them ever or burn them? They're disavowed. They're disavowed in all of them except for number two. 
because he goes rogue in literally all of them except for number two. He, he his number two is the only one he does a mission in. Mm-hmm. No, number three, number three he doesn't, but he's retired. Number three, so uh, so Ghost Protocol, the Ghost Protocol is them ghosting all the the IMF team. So yeah, that's them being disavowed. Oh, that'd just be an interesting way to end it. It'd just be like, okay, well, thank you for all of your your service. Now you're we're, we're you now you're all done for. Uh-huh. You know. So I guess I was reading on Anoclus, which is non-official cover. Um, I guess Anoclus is kind of outdated now because there was that one spy. I guess she's a lady, and she she was on it. She was I guess being having your your cover blown unless you're in the middle of a mission. I guess doesn't really mean anything nowadays because that one lady was a Russian spy, and she was like supervising for a movie. Everyone knew who where she was, and her, her identity. Was, got out on a knock list and nothing happened to her so it's kind of an outdated idea at this point I guess from what I was reading let's turn to our resident spy Cody I'm my lap slip side <laughs> so what's what is a knock list then non-official cover oh, okay okay it's like their fair. real identity yeah oh, okay so okay. you'd say so he's glitzen or no he's glitzen uh, he's uh, Walter Tom Cruise is being Walter Whitby or whatever his name is. So he would say, so for the knock list, there's, it, there's, it only work in two parts. So it's got the covers and it's got the true identities. You can have the true identities, but it won't tell you who the covers are. So you got to have them together and then they match up. So it'll say Walter Whitby, Ethan Hunt. Okay. So, so yeah, that's what it is. So, I mean, that's basically an, uh, an uh, eye watch now, right? Yeah, pretty much. Yeah. Uh-huh. Do, do you get video, Tyler? You have an eye watch. Can you get video that clear? Yeah. So this isn't too outlandish. But I mean, you can't you can't see it through your watch, like how mine works. Is like I'd have to have my phone propped up, and then I can watch it through my watch. That's what he was doing, though. He, uh, his yeah, but I mean, it's not his phone. It's glasses. Basic, but but yes, it's the same okay, same right. thing. Good hair, love it. Oh my god. Um, what was I gonna say? So are we enjoying this? Can can this type of movie be made nowadays without without the born uh, born fighting style, the J.J. Abrams limb flare, the Michael Bay explosions? I think can it, we make a slow burn nowadays? I would like to think so, but I think it wouldn't succeed as well. I think it would be perceived as too slow. Because when this movie came out, I was reading the reviews. This movie was was critiqued criticized for being over the top action and I'm watching it with a 2018 eyes and I love this movie but even I'm like dude this is a snail oh no which I love no now do you think okay Tyler honestly could he have gotten out of this yes right then would you would you be trying to stop it or would you be getting off the elevator I'd be getting off the damn elevator okay even if I didn't get off when I said yeah Yep. And why is that like that? Yeah, it's, the, this is ridiculous. Like, the, he has no business being and why, here. Why is that knife not that sharp? Yeah. And then that stuff, right? There. I don't think that's how elevators work. No, it, well, there, there's a lot of... When I went to the Internet Movie Database trivia, I don't know if you guys heard of that website, the secret website I use, yeah. uh, <laughs> to get trivia. So there's a lot, of, a lot of people were complaining that elevators, they can't... They, they, when they go off like that, there's a... Uh, emergency brake that would stop them. And I think those spikes were there to 
stop the elevator. They're like cushions. But see, that middle spike was set up by Phelps. Spoilers was set up by Phelps. And that's what makes me hate him anymore because Jack should have been alive the whole time. Yeah, that's that's still ridiculous. Like it doesn't make any sense how he is a secret agent. He should have gotten away from that. Exactly. If you're and they've shown that he could fit between the wall. Yeah. But it it, it just. I mean, it's a pl- it's a plot point basically. He died for plot, but yeah, but you could kill him in a more interesting fashion. Well, I was pretty I don't know. interesting. Yeah, as a twelve-year-old, like that freaked me out, man. Yeah, I suppose like, it was interesting, but it wasn't like cool. Well, this is I don't. They they kind of chumped him out. Like it would have been different if he would have been like, you know, like you knew that there was a way out. Like watching it as an adult. You're kind of like, all right, you, you could have gotten out of that. Yeah, also, we're at the 20-minute mark, and they have just killed a quarter of the team? That Well, that was like, one of the problems they were having, because that's what they are going to do, the original Mission Impossible. Uh, the, the, ridge. the Ridge. Oh, the Ridge. The Ridge cast. Yeah, you know, I never really liked his look until, like I said, like last week I've been watching the originals. He has got Peter Graves look down. I've, I've taken everything back that I've said about. I know that they're trying to like be nonchalant, but I mean, really, wouldn't you be more concerned if you saw two people just like huddled like, up against a wall, like for long periods of time? Well, I think they're making out. I think I think people plus. Adam, I know it's been a long time since you made out, but that is not how You're usually not like three feet. Wait, me and Daniel Daniel are closer to making out (laughs) than they are right now. Sorry, Sarah. Yeah. (laughs) Look look, look at the silhouette, that haircut. Fuck. It's good hair. I I like this idea of a hero. He's He's not a superhero. He's figuring things out as he goes. That was a horrible bow tie. No. Yes. Do you bow tie often? Look at that. Bow ties are cool. <laughs> bow ties are cool. Name that TV show. Bow ties are cool? Uh, uh, How I Met Your Mother. Nope. You failed. What is it? It was Doctor Who. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Look, it's all droopy and oh, sad. That is a sad droopy. Thank you. Thank you. I do bow tie often. <laughs> first of <laughs> it's all, all I wear sometimes. First of all, guys, it was, oh. under, first of all, guys, yeah. it was underneath another suit. So? Okay, so in this world, they have technology where you can rip this, rip off another person's face, but they can't fix a droopy bow tie. <laughs> yeah. It really used to be a little starch, and it's fine. Like, seriously. He's got exploding gum. Hasta lasagna. Don't get but that on you. This is very Dick Tracy-esque. Wait, where is he bleeding from? Because he looked that gun in the, the face. Yeah, what, yeah, just watch the movie. I don't know how many it times I've heard him say that. Like just this. watch the movie. Just watch the movie, Cody. Yeah, because the camera's in the glasses. He looked at that gun when it fired. Okay, right here, right here. I swear, growing up, I thought Tom Cruise was, was of Jewish descent. Now, wait a minute. What? Is it gonna sound? Wait, watch, watch. Tell me. Tell me now. Look at that. Look at that honker. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Your nephews are Jewish, dude. <laughs> Yeah, I'm not putting I'm not putting them down. I'm saying, isn't that a characteristic of the Jewish faith? Yeah, it is. Jewish people? But so you can tell by the hair that he's not Jewish. Black hair? No, cool it, hair? it's not curly. Oh. Uh, 
he just keeps adding to the list. Asians, Jews, Jews right? <laughs> Next, he's going to think he was Jewish because Tom Cruise is rich. Yeah. Oh, you know, I never made the connection. Mm. Uh, <laughs> uh-huh, sure. Well, I won't be back to any more podcasts after my wife listens to this. Uh, I used to emulate this scene a lot. What, getting in a car? No, 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 watch, watch. Right <laughs> oh, every day. Yeah, right, every right here, day. Right here, right here, boom, that skid right there, I would do that a lot. This movie, like, really, like, like introduced me to the stunt. This, I, this is where I... These aren't the stunts that I became obsessed with, but uh, this, like, really, like, opened my eyes to the stunt work and made me kind of want to be a stuntman. That, uh, oh, shit, stop. Ah! Yeah, I would, it, like, down, Tyler, downstairs, I'd come in from the workshop area and slide into my bedroom. It's like, yeah, I would do that a lot. Like the take the old that's, off the shelf. That's what you were doing with that big... You had the biggest bedroom in our entire house. Yeah. A 20-foot-long room, and that's what you would do. Yes. Yeah. would not also, even the size of my house. I would also I would also emulate Beast from the X-Men animated series, but I will get into that later. You'd also do the closing scene from Clue as Tim Curry. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I do like that they're killing everybody off, and you're just kind of like, like it's a very down way to start. But you're just like, I don't even know what's going on. Like, he's I, been framed. The problem is, you just with doing it so early, like you have no connection to the characters. Like, you're just like, I mean, Jack's awesome because you know he's the tech guy. But other than that, you're not like, why do you have to be him? You're just like, okay, well, they they offed him, and Ethan's well, not think, happy about it. I think it. they're trying to, right, I, I see what you're saying, but I think they're trying to put you in the mode of, like, this one man stuck in a situation, like, a man against the world type of... Yeah, I just think if they took, like, I don't know. Okay, I don't mean to cut you off real quick. What do you, what do you think he's putting on? I've been trying to research, what do you think he's putting on the phone here? I'm trying to, what, what is this, Daniel? Uh, so he we're going to see what traced. he has to do with it. Yeah, it's either a non-tracer or a voice modulator would be my guess. It, it doesn't change his voice. Unless it changes on the other end, it doesn't. Well, yeah, that's how voice modulators work. Well, you usually hear. usually in film, you know, but usually in film you'll hear it. Yeah. Yeah, so it's either like a like a no-trace-me or it's a voice modulator. Okay. Well, you're, you're hearing it from his side, not the other side. The other side would be modulated. Okay, okay. Yeah, so I think if they had taken, I don't know, 10-ish, 15 minutes out of the, the end of the movie and put it in the front with uh-huh. that, that f- opening s- sequence and really got let you know the characters, those deaths would be a lot more impactful. Because uh-huh. right now you're just like, oh, who are those random people who just died? Oh, were those the people that were in the briefing? Oh, okay. This is coming from the guy who wants money shots, man. This movie is giving you money shots right now. Uh, yeah, because... You're probably, like, it's probably just... All over the place when he shots me. Well, sure, a little bit, but yeah, but like the thing is that like, so in these kind of movies, you need to connect to the characters for the deaths to mean something. And if you don't connect to them, then the deaths are meaningless. So the deaths at that point shouldn't even happen. The characters shouldn't even be there. But I don't like think... we could start the movie here, and it's fine. Like honestly, if the opening sequence was him running, and then they're dead, they're all dead. It would have been the same. Because and then they yeah. get to any rest of it as flashbacks, yeah. right? But okay, so so this is this is all look, look rather than make admit well, no. defeat, he's just like I'm gonna go. I'm gonna well, go. okay, so this, this is all all set. This is uh, specifically built uh, for this stunt 
this is kind of what got Cruz into doing his own stunts. They, they shot this. They shot this scene. I think they said like eight times with a stuntman. But you, when it happens, you can see why they can't use a stuntman because the Tom Cruise is looking right down the barrel of the camera. And if it was a stuntman, you'd be able to tell. Um, so this is this is on. So this is a set here at Pinewood, and then on the outskirts, it's actually in Prague. All I know is that if he keeps upping his stunts for every single movie, he's going to die. Like he does. He finally broke. Well, everyone was saying, you know, once he breaks a bone, he'll like he he'll finally get bit and he'll kind of you know step back a little. But he broke his ankle. I'll give him that. Like he does crazy ass stunts. Like I think in the last movie did a halo jump, mm-hmm. which that would. He I, actually he actually did. Cavill they wouldn't let Cavill do it, and Cruz was like, no, I'm doing it. And he did it. Yeah. Uh, like could mess up the mustache. The whole mustache fiasco from Justice League. Couldn't find out they offered them, him a solution to that problem. Yeah, just pay us $3 million so we can shut down for three weeks. You do your scenes, and then he has time to grow it, grow it back. Also, also he, to be fair to Paramount, he had stubble, stubble and a mustache. So it's not like they could just CGI out. It's not like he just had the... You know, you know what I mean? So I'd see what the... Plus, his contract with DC at that time was over. Like he was working with these. So I, I DC, DC okay. should have just waited. Yeah. So right here, th- this is cool. It took. I did not realize what was going on until I was watching this finally the other night. He starts. We got the we got the close caption on. He starts. He starts uh, figuring out the plan. He starts talking about the Russians. He says seven eight o'clock. He's talk. He's clocking them in right here. Like he's actually saying. Seven o'clock on your side. That's where that guy is. I didn't realize that's what he was saying. So twelve o'clock is right behind him. He's actually telling you like, "Hey, I saw your team." I thought that was kind of cool. This movie's just tight for me, man. I, like constructed wise. I Hell, just, you got a nerd boner and oh, raging oh over God, there. Yeah. Plus, you don't really have heroes like this anymore. Um, I think the closest hero we had like this was uh, Jack Sparrow in the first Pirates. You'll find out later what I mean. Like, Ethan Hunt's very, like, he kind of plays Columbo almost. Like, oh, yeah, I don't know what I'm doing. Oh, man, as, I as love he, Columbo. He's like, I don't know. Look at my hand over here as he's, like, stealing your stuff. And that's what, like, Ethan Hunt does. In the later series, starting with number two, he just becomes a superhero. But in this one, he's, like, a human. And he's, like, kind of like the Han Solo. He's in this world of experts, and he's just a man who's like using, just using his skill and being good at using, you know, learning. And because I mean, come on, there's you, you'll see Jean Renault later in the film. Jean Renault could easily just walk up and kill this guy, and Ethan Hunt is using every trick he has to. I used to emulate the scene too when I had the haircut. You put your hands in your front of your face. No, why don't why don't you get the haircut again? Well, actually, uh, actually, I was, <laughs> I was today, but uh, I didn't get. I was not able to get to the uh, hairstylist until two o'clock, and they told me it was a seventy-five minute wait, and I hadn't got the Daniels message that uh, we were going to be late. So, I, I'm going tomorrow to get it. Okay, speaking of haircuts, I'm slightly offended that you didn't notice mine. I didn't notice yours. I like it. Say no, no. You I, didn't even give me a rating. Nothing. I give you eleven. Do you mean eleven? Yep. Thank you, Tyler. No problem. Okay, so watch this. Here it comes. That's why we're on this side of the table. I agree. Oh, here it is. Here's the gum. 
best part of the whole movie. Just go silent, waiting for this yep. guy. I like Keatridge as a character. I think he's a good foil. So th this is on set. So did did Tom Cruise do the movies here, or did was it uh, or the stunts, or was he the only stuntman? So no, okay. So right here, this guy he's a dummy. Dummy breaks the window. That's actually Cruise sitting down there. Okay, I'll wait. I'll let it go by, then I'll talk. So you can see why they couldn't use a stuntman. They they shot it with a stuntman, but clearly this is the shot De Palma wanted, so you would be able to tell. You know what I mean? Yeah. They did this eight times. Now everyone gives Cruz crap about his run. What? How would you say? Everyone talks about his straight arm run. I, it, I dig it. It did look a little funky. Like it did look a little weird when he was running out of that window. So anyway, when when the fish in the water when he was running away from the camera, that was actually in Prague. They, the 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 exploding window and everything, him coming out of it was on set. The reverse angle that was actually in Prague. They just had this jumped a bunch of water and he ran away. Um, so anyway, they they started doing it with the stuntman, but clearly you were looking right down the barrel of the camera. Damn, how much cardio does Tom Cruise have to do? He's actually extremely. In I mean, well, the, yeah, you would. Okay, so watch this. Watch this. Okay, so that's one light bulb. I wrote this in all my scripts, by the way, because I love this shot. But look how much glass comes out of that just one light bulb. There's no way. It seems a little excessive, yeah. Maybe he was grabbing light bulbs all the way up and just sticking them in his pocket. Okay, all right. How would you compare his uh, stair running to the running in Skyscraper? Uh, it, this is probably much better. Much better? I mean, more efficient, at yeah. least. Uh, the Skyscraper one, I mean, they you can't really call that running. It's more like teleporting. So, yeah. So they wouldn't. So Cruz had to fight to do that stunt, right? Because there was uh, eighty gallon, eight, 80 gallons of water coming down, and if he if he had tripped, that's why that that the person coming through the window was wasn't a real person because there was eighty gallons of water, and if Cruz had tripped and fell, he would have possibly drowned. So the studio clearly wasn't too excited about him doing it. So what had happened was he would be down behind behind the the, the wall structure. They would blow the tank, so it'd be. One, two, three, one, blow the tank, two, he'd have to let the water come down, and then he'd have to go on three. And this was like his first foray in the stunts. So he said he had to like, he had to do everything he possibly could to not go on one. I thought, as a stuntman, or a wannabe stuntman, that was kind of interesting. It is interesting. So you said one was, what was the one? The so the one, the one was, so it was, one, two, three, action. The the dummy goes through the window, breaks the exterior window. One, the fish tank explodes. Two, let the water come out. Three, act, hunt comes out of the tank. So on, so on one, you see the fish tank explode. Two, you see 80 gallons of water rushing at you. Three, go. Okay. So. Yeah, that would be a hell of a challenge. Look at that hair. Dude, don't even get me started, man. What do you got? What do you guys say? Ed, okay, 2018. You have a man and a wife beater or a tank top. We talking probably he probably wouldn't have that on. If he had Chris Pratt, Chris Evans, probably he'd be he'd be topless probably, right? No, it'd be a skin. It'd be a shirt with sleeves, but it'd be skin tight, like an Under Armour. Yeah, yeah, but definitely. 
you, you would say Tom Cruise is in shape, but he's not. He's not jacked or anything, right? No, it's a, it's a much more realistic. Like, um, so yeah, because he's a spy. When, when's he going to go to the gym? I mean, clearly, he probably does like what body weight exercises type stuff, calisthenics. Yeah. So but if you're a spy, like, then you want to be like you don't want to be super jet. Like, you want to be be able to move. Well, that the, okay. Well, plus, plus. You you know you see someone super jacked in a, in an Armani suit walking through the airport. You're like, what the fuck's up with that guy? That's one of the critiques from Dan, Daniel Craig's Bond. It's like you're supposed to be a secret spy. For one, you're telling everyone your name. Two, you're jacked. That's all hell. See, that's why I like the um, um, the idea that James Bond is a code name. Yeah, and not really a. Uh, well, that was that was uh, Harrison Rock. Yes. The Michael Bay. Uh, oh, oh, the movie. Yes. Yeah, yeah. I was thinking the actor. Like, right, yeah. right. No, no. Uh, so Sean Connery's character is supposed to be James Bond. Like, like, so that that gave weight to the code name. Uh, so like his Bond, his James Bond got captured in America and was sent to Alcatraz because they even say in that oh, movie man. That he works for MI5. That's the movie we should watch. Oh yeah, that's a great movie. Welcome to the Rock. You want to know who really did the Kennedy assassination? I mean, despite horrible lines from Nicolas Cage, but we'll talk about that later. Speaking of Nicolas Cage... Not who, even Nick Cage could ruin that movie. Speaking of Nick Cage... Who You're the they, rockin' Who man. do you think they tried to cast as Ethan Hunt before Cruz signed on? Nicolas Nick Cage. Nick, uh, George George Clooney was offered to part. Nah. Uh, he turned it down due, due to one fine day. Now that, now that you said that, I just keep staring at Tom Cruise's arms. I'm like, they're not that... No, they're like... They're like... A, they're like... like nor- yeah. Yeah, they're like a dad that who like does like an hour's worth of stuff before he has to pick his kid up at the soccer game. So anyway, uh, George Clooney. So the dad's not at the soccer game cheering his kid on. He's, I didn't say he was a good dad. He got shot. Uh, fell into the water. He's been bleeding for over an hour. He's probably septic. I mean, I understand. No, that that's the River Thames one, and that's very sterile water. They're not. They're in uh, Prague. Uh, Prague is right. I don't yeah. know any water there. Prague water? That's sterile, right? No, I doubt it. Oh, okay. I forgot. What, what was going on there? Why was, was he hallucinating or something? Yeah, he hadn't slept. He hadn't slept. Why would you do that? You know that he's a spy. Why would you try, like... Daniel here's a trained killer. He's sleeping. I'm gonna try and wake him but he, up. But he wasn't sleeping. He was wide awake. No, he wasn't. He just got startled like he was asleep. Right, but he 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 was awake. But he was in that that awaking dream phase. Like he's he's dead tired. He just escaped uh, all that danger. He doesn't know what's going on. He's like he's just now being. You you you've worked several hours. I'm sure you've been in that phase a lot. No, never. Now the entire hotel room knows what's going on. Tell everyone. No, they reserved the entire top two floors. Oh, so they, they, they did. I would say. Plus, there's six of them, right? So they probably reserved six rooms. Otherwise, the hotel would be like, oh, "You can't have six people in here. This is a two-bedroom. We're going to charge you for six people." They'd be like, "We work for the government, so we can't afford that." Yeah, we work for a foreign government. You're getting really handsy. Yep. So he's totally grabbed under boob on that. 
in our socio-political climate, yeah. would this scene would this scene fly, or do you think we could we there'd get some backlash? Because did you not see Skyfall? I actually haven't seen Skyfall. I've seen okay. Skyfall. What scene you talking about? Skyfall. Where the Bond chick is based like I used to be in forced prostitution, and like five minutes later, her and James Bond have sex. But I think a lot of that is accepted. I mean, a lot of feminists hate the way James Bond is. Stop staring at her boobs and answer the question. This is my assistant, Brenda Smith. So, do you buy the fact that she's married to Jim Phelps? No. No? Well, what do you think, Daniel? Yeah, yeah, no, not really. Yeah. I mean... You must be packing. Yeah, it's me. It really seems <laughs> <late>. <laughs> we all thought about it. All got quiet. Everyone's like, maybe. Oh, oh, uh, all right. Since we're in the law here, any other casting? Who else do you think was uh, an idea for Ethan Hunt besides Cruz and Clooney? Johnny Depp. No, we have Bruce Willis. This is '96 Bruce Willis. Ninety-six John Travolta. No. Yeah, I agree. Oh, bad. Uh, Nicholas Cage. Yeah, I you already said that. Ralph Fiennes. Fiennes. Yeah, I know what you're talking about. Uh, Who that is? Yeah. Voldemort. And Mel Gibson. Nah. Oh yeah. What kind of bad. was this? Was this mullet Mel Gibson in '96? Yeah. I did not I see so. that come out. I would not want a mullet Ethan Hunt. Actually, he kind of had a mullet in the second one. So there's a trend I noticed with me in these films. First movie, love it. Second movie, he's got long hair, like soccer mom, like a soccer mom hair. It's 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 like combed, it's parted at the side, and it flows down. I dislike the second one. Third one, he's got more of the crew cut. Love it. Rogue Nation and Ghost Protocol, he's got long hair. Not my favorite. Fallout, he's got like like an age, like like a like a very junk, gentlemanly. Uh, like, uh, like an distinguished retired veteran haircut. Like, I don't think I like long hair crews. Your nephew's getting a haircut tomorrow. You want to go with and give him pointers? Which one? Undercut. Give him an undercut. I give up. I like how you're madly in love with hair. I carry around a little card in my wallet that tells the lady how to cut my hair. Oh, I but see, I don't need that because I know exactly my skin fade. I, I want a skin like skin fade, but. Did you know barbers can't shave it unless they're licensed to do it? So they have to. Uh, if you if you get one that will, if you get one that's willing to do it, they'll take the guard off because legally they can't take the guard off due to uh, OSHA restrictions. But if you get a nice one, which I found, she'll take the guard off and she'll get as close to skin as possible. Oh, it's a sheet. Yeah, so I'll do like a zero to a one, mm. and then I do a finger length on top. Uh, yeah, because that was a rule in Iowa that. Um women aren't allowed to use razors and stuff. that was Jude Law. Well, it wasn't... She was telling me it wouldn't... Ele- okay. Alright. I love this imagery here. Pause. Into a cool scene. Yeah, I love this imagery here. I wrote I wrote a scene similar to this in a lot of my scripts. I also love how his hair looks when he rips the, when he rips the stocking cap off. Oh, so his hair can look amazing after he pulls off the stocking cap, but the bow tie... Watch. Just watch, watch. See, I, I like this. He's playing very comedic, very confident, because they're basically saying, like, you know, look, he's, he wants to see Max, and they're like, if you see Max, we'll kill you, and he's well, I'm willing to take that, because he, he's basically got an ace in the hole, and he's playing a very, oh, my God, look at that. That's, that's probably like a one on the side. 
That's your classic military crew gun. Is that MI5 now? No, no, no. This, no, she is a uh, like arms. An ar arms dealer. You don't see this like cocky hero. Yeah, that's true. Uh, he does have kind of this unique personality. But he, he doesn't have like he doesn't know it all. Like he's figuring it out. But I, I just feel like he's playing a poker or like a chess. Like a poker game or a chess match, and he, you can see him move the pieces. You, you can see later on in the movie where he has to give up a pawn, and it looks like he's taking a defeat, but he's just he's just giving up a pawn to get the queen in position. This, yeah. this is why I really dig this movie, story-wise, just everything about it. I just, this movie is amazing. Yeah, this one's really well done. I wish they had kept this kind of feel through a lot of the other ones. Do you think it would fly, though? No, because people people have like the attention span of like nothing. If if something's not, if you're going to a movie that's labeled as an action movie, and there's not something blowing up like every ten minutes or some kind of fast paced action scene, then I don't think it has people's attention. Plus, the idea with the franchise. I was watching an interview with with Tom Cruise on this on the special edition. Uh, they, he was talking if if they got another chance to do a mission. Because uh, this was the interview for this movie, they said they wanted to get a new director every film. They wanted to try a different genre every film. So on the second one, they got John Woo, and of course, John Woo's famous for bringing the double-fisted guns. Uh, that was the one with the motorcycles, uh, if you remember that at all. Mm -hmm. uh, the Chimera disease. Uh, the third one, of course, is a J.J. Abrams film. So you know how J.J. Abrams films are made. So I mean, they're sticking with their plan, but I also feel like from Ghost Protocol, Rogue Nation, and Fallout. Fallout seems more like a return to form a little bit, but it seems like they're just sticking with the superhero, kind of what John McClane has become in the last few uh, Die Hard movies. So how much of his team has recycled in between each of the, the movies? Like, does he lose an entire crew in each movie? No, no, no. So, <laughs> so, uh, so in this, the only recurring characters are Ethan Hunt, and Ving Rhames' character, I forget me, I don't remember your name. Uh, uh, so in the second one, they, they only recruit one other team member on the second one. And in the third one, he's retired, so he gets a whole new set of team. That's where Simon Pegg comes Okay, from. I don't understand the science behind this. If they are on a closed system, why is it, doing why is it able to track them? No, okay, so this disc, when you upload that disc, it sends out a, a homing beacon. That's what that device is on top of the of the disc reader. Okay, so we've been talking over. So the plot is the Noclus is out in the open. He went to the restaurant. Uh, Kittrich has said, because Ethan said, why did you have another team here in Prague? This was our mission. And Kittrich said, look, we, we've been having, we've been noticing some discrepancies in information and money and all these missions. There's a mole on your team. And that's why he goes, so this was, this entire mission was a mole hunt. And he said yes, and Ethan goes, well, the disc is now in the open. And Kittredge said, no, that disc is fake. Actually, the guy that was stealing the disc that got stabbed, he was he was one of us. He was a fall guy from one of us. But they call it Mr. Gray. So basically, this was just all a setup. This disc is fake. And that is what Ethan is telling Max. Because Kittredge was telling Ethan that uh, we set this up, and whoever stole this disc was going to sell it to Max. Because we want the mole... And then we want Max, who's an arm dealer. 
So Ethan is trying to play the chess game and sell, knowing that this disc is fake, trying to set up a meeting with Max to be like, look, this disc is fake. You're about to be screwed over. Uh, I can get you the real disc. And that's, that's why he said, if you upload this, there's going to be a team of Virginia farm boys on you in less than 30 seconds. And he said two minutes. Oh, okay, so. So anyway, uh, so Kittredge had, so basically that, that whole mission was a setup. It wasn't supposed to go south. That like is that. a good hat. Yeah. That is a good hat. That is a good hat. If you can be obsessed with hair, then I can go with hats. Because that, that is a good hat. Not very many people can pull off hats like I agree. That. Uh, I feel like you can't really rock fedoras anymore because only jerks and douchebags, they'll wear like a Green Lantern shirt and a fedora. I'm well, you never... Well, you've also you, on, you on potty? No. Oh, okay. You also have that... Uh, oh, okay, sorry. You also have that, like, that brown rain trench coat looking thing and you can't wear that nowadays. No, because you're either naked underneath of it or, or you're, you're John Constantine. Hey, you said it right. I'm so proud of you. Hey. Or Castiel. So it's like modern film noir, kind of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I could get behind that. By the way, the opening scene had someone smoking on an airplane. How dated is that? Well, it also had the cassette movies, too, so... Uh, or, or was it high eight? I always assumed it was high eight. What do you mean? It wasn't a cassette, it was a high eight because it was video. So I thought it was a high eight tape. Oh, sure. It, it was still a tape well, of okay, some kind. You know what I meant. So basically, I'll say... So basically, he had gambled and went to Max knowing that Max's arm dealer could easily have killed Hunt. He's like, look, this disc I'm about to give you is fake. You're just going to have to believe me. He has won, and now he's saying, I can get you the real disc, but I'm going to need some money off of this. I think Tom Cruise's smile just ruins it for me. It's like yeah, it, just, it just comes off as, as creepy. Also disingenuous. Yeah, like it's like... Ray Liotta in Field of Dreams where like he's this nice shoeless Joe Jackson and then he does his creepy gangster laugh and you're like nope there it goes so but are you judging it on the character or yeah I'm going on the character on if you watch that scene like where he's talking to Max and he does that smile like if I was Max I'd be like okay let's just off this guy screw the list because there's something what do you think of that? What do you think of that powder blue shirt with that like darker blue top? Like, man, the the fashion in this is on point, dude. Would you wear that suit? Do I have to pay for it? Let's say your job pays for it. Uh, yes, I would pay for that. You think you rock blue, all right? Uh, yeah. I'm more. Have of you like, seen this? I'm more. I'm more of like a classic white because that's pinstripe too. His pants are pinstripe. Says the man in a blue shirt. Don't, don't give him a peek behind the curtain. We're all <laughs> naked doing this. Uh, I'm Stop the, touching it, Daniel. I'm more of the classic white shirt, black tie, like G-Man skinny, black tie. Mm. Not, not like hipster skinny, but like G-Man skinny, black well, tie. Well, if we get to pick the suit, then I would go uh, Indiana Jones, Temple of Doom, white suit top, black pants, red flower. Oh, the Obi-Wan, uh, the Kenobi? Yep, uh, the Ca- Casablanca. Style. Daniel, your suit. If you're a spy, you're Ethan Hunt. What are you, what are you rocking the Maxine? Ooh, I got it. Daniel's going as either... He's going as Lloyd from Dumb and Dumber with the uh, orange <laughs> the orange, and the top hat and the cane. Cody, Ethan Hunt, going to see Max. What are you wearing? Let him actually answer the question. Oh, yeah, sorry, sorry. Oh, wait, wait, we go back to... For, wait, real quick. Real quick, real quick. 
this started my obsession with leather coats. Look at this leather coat. I see a neck. But so you can see the leather on it. It also started as an obsession with necks. So, <laughs> so sunglasses. Okay, so right here, th this is what I like this character. Because he's like, look, guys. So he's putting his team together, which is very, very a ridge mission possible. He's putting his team together, and they're basically like, look, we're going to go get this dock list. And, the, and they're, all, they're all like, you're out of your mind. This is crazy. And basically Ethan Hunt's like, no, it's a lot harder than you think. And they're like, what the fuck's wrong with this guy? Like, I love the, the, the suaveness, but it's not, I don't think it's ego. It's just, like, I know what we got to do. We're going to pull off the impossible. Is this the one where he says it's not Mission Impossible, or it's not? Where's like it's it's not Mission Improbable, Mr. Hunt. It's Mr. No, that's number two. Ah, okay. Because the, the Sir Anthony Hopkins says, "Well, if it was Mission Impossible, you, you wouldn't be doing, or it'd be a walk in the park if it was Mission Impossible or something like that." So, Ving Rhames. They cast Ving Rhames because he does not look like your stereotypical hacker. That's why they cast him. I don't know anything about hackers. You guys know hackers. How does he? F it's, a, it's a good movie. The, how does he fit into? Does he fit the image of a hacker? I don't think he fits that stereotypical image, but yeah. I mean, they, they're as varied as people are. Yeah. So, Angelina Jolie was a hacker. Yes, oh, she was gorgeous in the movie. So basically, uh, for anyone, see, look at that smile. That smile's just like I love it. I love man. I love no, this. Dude. It, like, oh, I was no, the the smile just. Gives the look like I'm gonna fuck you guys all over. He's basically selling them, dude. He's like, "Look, you're a hacker." He's like, "I can't do it." He goes, "This is the this is the the right songs about you if you hack language." I know. I'm just saying, it's not his fault. It's just the way the smile forms on his face. I'm not saying like he's doing it on purpose. Like, it's just the way that his face looks when he smiles. So, Daniel, do you know anything about computers? How's the lingo? Are they? Is this all probable stuff? This is all made up stuff, mostly. No, none of this is okay. As far as I know, I mean, I, I'm sure the the government has access to better technology than I have, but no, there's no such thing as as thinking microchips that with AIs and stuff. Like, so is that like what they're, they're describing a supercomputer? Mainframe. That's a total made up word. <laughs> Backup system. Terminal. That's not real. That's sci-fi ish. They have those in airports. So, so the, the, the being at the terminal, that could be like a realistic thing because if you have the, uh, um, like you have a, a, you wouldn't have I like this reliable part. access through the wireless. So yeah, being hardwired in would be like more reliable. I like this where like it's walking you through what they have to get through. It makes me think of Ocean's Eleven. Yes, thank you. Where they're just like... This is what we have to do. We've got to go through this, and then we've got to, you know, go into a vault that'll go down. Because then I'm like, okay, I'm on board. I know all this shit that you have to deal with. It's not just like, hey, we're gonna do it as we go. Because then you're just like, this is a little ridiculous. Plus, plus, it's like I don't under when I was 12 watching, it's like I don't understand any of the terminology, but he's explaining it. And it's like, yeah, we don't. If we don't have this, and this is this, it's got sound sensitivity, and it's got if it raises a degree, and you're like, they're they're talking like they know what they're talking about, so it works for me. You know, uh -huh. as long as the characters are, are talking with confidence, I'm like, all right, fine. Oh, absolutely. The the suspension of disbelief is is really great here. Like it just it puts you into the scene of the briefing, and you're just, you're out. Like you like you're in it. Oh, um, and they do such a good job with like. 
I feel like this scene is really, really necessary in pretty much any heist movie, where they have to explain to you what they need to do and how the plan is supposed to work before it gets screwed up. I like that giant sign. So yeah, so that's inside the room for some reason. This is countermeasures on. So uh, t- t- if you guys had to guess, this room was inspired and modeled after what sci-fi flick? Uh, Cube. Uh, 2001 Space Odyssey. Yep, exactly. Yeah. The, the, the famous Jean Reno. You guys fans of Jean Reno? I have no idea who that is. He the got the, the he professional? Got, he got to hang out with Natalie Portman. Uh, yeah. Uh, I felt like a dick. I used to call, before I spoke French, as we all know I do on this podcast, I used to call him Jean, uh, John Reno. And I had a friend who was like, you're an idiot. He's French. It's Jean Reno. So I loved him in Godzilla. Yeah, he was, yeah. The so only time that the U.S. has ever needed France. So anyway, that scene, I think, that scene is really cool. I just like, just like how he's like, John and uh, and Luther are like, you're an idiot, this is impossible. And he goes, no, you guys have no idea. It's way worse than you think it is. And he just, he just like digs a hole, dynamites that hole, and then excavates the hole in the deeper and says, that's how far we got to go down. I did so anyway, for anyone watching the movie, we talked about everything. The, the part of this film is the breaking. They've got to get the real knock list out of Langley, which is CIA headquarters. Um, they're breaking in to a room that has the actual knock list. The room, uh, only one person on staff has access to it. It has a six-digit code, which they do not have. It has a, a retinal scan, which they won't have. And once the door is closed and that person is not in it, uh, the floor is pressure sensitive. The room is temperature controlled, and if it goes up one degree, it, the alarms will go sound off. Sound sensitive, and it's sound sensitive. One of the most, I think, it's probably one of the most iconic scenes in. I don't know. I guess the, I classified this as a spy movie before an action movie. Yeah, like, I don't think you can go. I don't think you can go like five years from this movie without some sort of. Mock yeah. a, a caricature of that scene that it was, we're about to see. It was basically, it was basically uh, the Matrix bullet time. Remember when bullet time came out? Yeah. yeah, and we we had to put up with that crap for like six years. Yeah, everything yeah. was that scene in Matrix. Yep. And also, uh, I haven't seen Fallout, but this this scene here starts tradition of Cruz or a character from the IMF team dangling from a rope. Yep. The, the last two movies, uh, Jeremy Renner has done it, but in all the other flicks, Cruz has dangled, has done some wired acrobatics. Hmm. What do we think of the masks? They they are they are physical. They're not face replacement ha- is not around yet, or at least not in good good. It's also like this: a hero that doesn't need blood unless I, I, I seem like it seems like even our superheroes like even Captain America is willing to he's know, not necessarily doing it though for the common good he just realizes it'll look better there's some of your dead. your gadgets that I okay now that's yeah okay look, look at the notebook look at the notebook there's nothing but chicken scratch on that notebook if I was that dude in that paper and I looked over and her, what, what the hell there's nothing but there's not even doodles it's literally someone who just like chicken pecked no? Okay. Yeah, I mean, if well, you're so paying I attention to it. 
Wouldn't you, wouldn't you look over? If a nice looking woman sat down next to you, would you look over? Would you look at what she was writing, though? I'm a nerd, so yeah. Well, I know some people, like, uh, they do that as a sort of like a fidget spinner for them. It's been a fidget spinner just uh, it was a nervous tick or something, too. Yeah. Now, why couldn't Jack had some of those? And he would have survived. They left him on the plane. Do you guys think you guys can clear yourself up on a like that? No. First of all, <laughs> first of all, guys, as a maintenance man, let me tell you, uh, duct work is not that big, and it's very thin metal. Yeah. I want it's to not. It's not supporting Ving Rhames. No. Uh, Ving Rhames is not in there. All right, Adam. This is what we're gonna do. We're gonna pop out so some of this. So we're gonna so we're gonna so shimmy. Yeah. Right. So l- let's talk about the gadgets so far. We've got we've got the glasses, the precursor to the iWatch. Uh, the exploding gong. Best. What do you want to call it? The hypodermic needle with the poison in it. Um, poison. What we call the. The diarrhea. Well, yeah. You know, I had a. Poison Mandela, all the same. I had a Mandela effect watching this. I swore he was puking, but he, he's. Yeah, no, he is puking. He's not diarrhea. He's puking. Oh. Are you sure you just did Mandela your Mandela effect? Oh, well, in the video game, they make him. I think it's diarrhea. Would, I don't know. Would we consider those magnetic? Magnetic things, uh, gadget. Or oh magnetic? yeah. Yeah. I don't think you can go down to the corner store and buy that. What do you guys think of this? What, isn't that what they lift glass with? The glass repair guys. I don't think it's that advanced. Gadget? Would you consider this a gadget? One hundred percent. But I don't know the legitimacy behind that one. That one's kind of. Well, but it doesn't break. So that laser keeps a circuit. Okay. That's how is that working? Magnets. That's definitely would not. Work. That's not how screws work. <laughs> Yeah, that's. I'm a maintenance guy. I guess. Yeah, so. you you guys have those. Are, are you sure that's how they're doing that? It's magnets. Like I understand the thing catching it, but I always want to test the whole laser mirror bounce back because you see that in a lot of movies. You yeah, see it in The Rock. You don't think it keeps a circuit like that? Yeah, that's that's my question because I think like a lot of laser grids, they the circuit that gets kept is responding to other sensors. So as soon as those sensors aren't being tripped anymore, oh, so you mean yeah, it's, so so you mean. Like, there's a sensor here and sensor here, so once sensor A stops reading it, so you can't just bounce it from sensor B to sensor B. That's right. Like, oh. Yeah, I think that's how, how actual laser security systems are designed to work. My dad used to get so pissed with that, because when he saw the screwdriver go down, when the screw comes out, he goes, that gate would great would instantly fall. And then they cut to that shot, and he's like, he, that just grinded his bones. So I love when dad finds stuff. <laughs> like, dad, our dad is like the most normal, non-talkative human being, but there'll be something like, he can't suspend disbelief for like anything and then be like, it's not fucking great work. Yeah. So, so there's a lot of, a lot of criticism on the, uh, my secret website or in the movie database, uh, that, that the, the air duct, the air conditioning, the, the rules that they set up for the sensor that that air conditioning just naturally would put out would put out enough noise to trip that just normally. Oh yeah. Oh yeah, absolutely. So. I mean, also the heat change. Yeah. Well, because that's not how air conditioners function, you know. The noise value is that only while? Oh no, never mind. It's, it's when it, no one's in there. Yeah, it's only when no. Yeah, when no one's in there. Yeah. I mean, the air was just going on in here. I mean, it was. Would Would we consider the tracker a gadget, or is that just too commonplace in these type of movies? With us right. How small it is. Yeah, it, well, you can see it when he turns around. You'll see it right, you know. 
they did the classic Scooby-Doo cartoon movie yeah. where it's off color so the audience can see it. I love that. Well, how are they have, supposed to have the exact same color? I don't think they planned that much ahead. Because what happens if he came in wearing a white, bright pink suit or something? Right, no, I was just saying, it's it's off color. For someone who makes film, or who want, one of you makes films, it's off color so the audience can see it. It's just a plot contrivance. Man, the blood rushing to his head at this point. That would be so uncomfortable. How do they know the guy just doesn't always check everything? He's like, oh, let's see what's up there. Yeah, like how, how... I look at the ceiling... I don't look at my ceiling very often, but I feel like I look at my ceiling enough that I would notice that. Is that a mirror floor, too? Can you see him in the floor? There's definitely a reflection. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, so he's not even looking at his feet. He's just, uh, I don't want to see anything. What if the guy was awkward and, like, just used the room for, like, weird shit? Like, <laughs> just, like, he, like, locks everything down, goes in, like, all right. No, 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 no. Have you ever seen that commercial where that guy picks up the girl on a blind date, opens the door, the girl gets in, and then farts really loud? The guy walks around, opens the door, like, oh, have you met Susan and Frank in the back seat? So, like, what if he just walks in there and just, like, shits and's like, oh, my God, yeah. It, like, sets off the... Or, like, Ethan starts laughing or some shit. Why is there a trash can in there? Oh, yeah, how, how would you like to be the janitor that has to clean that? It's The air conditioning is 30 feet up. You know how much of a pain it is to clean all those white no, walls? No, no 30 feet. Now, be, As a be, catering director, okay, what I, he <laughs> ate. Okay, now, now I, I will say yes, the mirrored floor is kind of... Okay, but... And why are the lights on? This is why our government spends so much damn money. They're running lights every time the guy's not even in there. But I honestly kind of dig that because if you watch like CSI, like TV, it's like really dark and moody. These guys are looking at evidence the size of like grains of sand. That would not be dark and moody. So I like really dig. I do too, but nobody's in there. So Cruz really did this. He really learned how to uh, to do all the wire work um, in stunt camp. I was the only one to be able to, to go uh, parallel because I have abs like fucking no one's business. But I was the only one. I was the only one that was able. I, I'm not bragging about myself because there's a lot of shit at stunt yeah. camp I couldn't. Yeah, yeah, really. No, there's a lot of stunt stuff I couldn't do at stunt camp. But I was the only one at my stunt camp that, that could do that. Because get the core, trash can right next to him. My core is amazing. That's not true. Yeah. So are they using something to cool? Is that why the temperature's going down? No, no, no. He's... He, that's how he monitors it. Right, right, right. But how, why is the temperature going down? Because he just said... And the, the body heat of him is going yeah. to heat that room up. And he was like... Also what he wants to fucking holding do. Holding on to that thing. Yeah. Why is he wearing glasses? So they Are can those see. The camera glasses. Camera glasses. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they just had those laying around from the last mission. So how, how do you guys think this would be done nowadays? How do you think this would he just catch the guy in the bathroom, knock him out, and somehow break in? Yeah, probably something cheap like that. Yeah. Or they wouldn't even go to the place. They just like, oh, I found a redundant system that I can get in through the back door. Back door uh, connection. I have black uh, gloves that I wear at work. They're similar to the hospital gloves, which are black. I, I've been pretending lately that I'm 
Enhanced. Oh yeah, and they wouldn't have another guy in there. They just have a super strong pulley system that he set up that so you can see the tracker. You know, also, it, it, I have to say, like the, the addition of the mouse is a nice touch. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, like, gil- gilding the lily, love it. Why the hell is the a, a mouse in a building like that? It should be right. Right, but I hate to tell you, as a maintenance man, if you have a structure on this planet Earth on the ground, you're gonna have. I don't care how clean and sterile you are, you will have mice, you will have bugs, you will have flies. It's just that's just they, they, that's what. It doesn't matter how clean you are. So that's, you'll have spiders. It's just part of life. But yeah, I love, it just, to me, it's a I've seen, I've seen a lot of mice. I have never seen a mouse come up to another human, come up to a human being. Just be like, hey, what's up? What, I, what got, I got two of them in my office at work. I feed them. Are you serious? Yeah. My, my office is not connected. My office is not connected to the main building. It is, and we, we work out in the middle of an open field. Okay, right here. This is really cool. So they were doing this, uh, filming this, and it took like five times, and they would actually drop him. His head keep hitting. It, he would go down, and his head keep bashing against the thing. So they put uh, nollies. They put uh, pennies in his shoe to counterbalance his body because he kept falling, and then it would... It was pretty neat. It was really cool. So off the side here, you had a bunch of, like, big old British grips, like, just big old guys. And they had a weight system, so they would just let go of the weights. And they, they had it spray-painted when they needed to catch it again. So it was pretty neat. Hmm. I kind of like the idea of the weight, because right now there is no way in hell he's balancing if that is directly from his hips. Also, a lot of people say, like, right here, watch this. Um... Yeah, so around. look at look at his hands. Look at the distance between the floor and his hands. Waiting. Watch. Yeah, I'm sorry, guys. We're supposed to be talking. So the thing that pitches. So wait, 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 wait. Oh, oh, fine. Oh, all right. Sorry. I know. I'm annoying. Carrots and peas. So watch. Like, there's no way he could flip his hand. Like, a lot of people will say there's no way he could flip his hand and catch it like that without touching the floor. And have you ever tried to, like, have you ever had anything that was dripping and only drip one drop of anything? Yes. No, it dripped twice. There was the one drop, and then the second drop knocked the first drop off. Sure, but how often? Like, that's, that's so, like, you have a sweating glass or, like, a glass. There's no way that he's just sweating from his forehead. That too. He's probably... Well, he's probably covered in swamp, but I guarantee it. <laughs> but what do you guys think of this outfit? Like, even when I was 12, I did not like this outfit. It's very sexist of me, but I think it's too feminine. I mean, I guess he's doing gymnastics and stuff, so I don't know. I don't, I don't dig the outfit. I don't like the tights. Maybe so I'm, why didn't the alarm go off there? Oh... Stupid knife. early early CGI. Not bad though. Ninety CGI. It's not bad for nineties. No, I wouldn't even know what the CGI if you hadn't told me. So if this was your job, how how much would your stomach just drop right now? Like you have one job and you just 
Oh. Man, I should have been paying. I forgot I they had a I clock. I think I'd leave the room in I'd, there. I'd, like, nine, it's so hard for him to get in there. Yeah, like I just wait till like nothing's when wrong. When he exited, the clock said nine fifty one, and then when he came back in, just said ten oh one. When Ethan exited. When he exited, when oh, he okay. got sick, yeah. Okay. So, tell me how bad... I don't think he would say anything. Uh, you, dude, you'd have... Because, look, he checks it. So, yeah, all the time is, is correct. I'm saying, by the time that dropped, hit the table, they had to finish pulling him up, put the vent back... Lift up the device and then crawl halfway down. And reset the laser. Yeah. So to answer your question, it didn't go off because it went in the red, but it, the bar, it has to go, it went into the red, but it didn't cross past the red. Yeah, it should have gone a little further. That is an old school fire truck. It's oh, nice, yeah, it's nice. So Even back then. I, I want what, that fire truck. What's got me worried is that you don't just buy one of those. They actually stole a fire truck. Dude, you can, you'd be... You can find shit on Craigslist. Some dude, some family in Virginia. Craigslist didn't exist back then. I'm fairly certain Craigslist. Uh, Maybe not. So right now, basically, he's getting the the guy whose job that was is now will be in Alaska manning a radio tower putting this fuck up. That'd be cool. I would travel to Alaska for work. Yeah. Uh, So we're getting ready because it's close to Canada. We're getting maybe. We're getting (laughs) we're getting ready to see the return of Jim Phelps. Uh, Who? Do you, who else would you guys think was possibly cast as Jim Phelps before John Boyd? Nicholas Cage. Uh, no, Al Pacino. Oh, Al Pacino would be really good. Totally different movie though, wouldn't you think? Totally different movie, but I uh, would get behind Al Pacino. Michael Douglas. I don't know about Michael Douglas. He probably could have been fine. Uh, Robert Redford. Yeah. Well, yeah. Robert Redford, I think, would be good because I never would have bought him as a bad guy up well, until that's Civil uh, uh, Winter Soldier. But, yeah. Uh, let's see what else we got. Uh, this movie, uh, this movie went into uh, went into filming without a script. They were like, uh, they had, they had like the they had the key points to it, and um, they kind of just worked on it. That, that's why I find this amazing that this movie's so tight for what what had happened. I think a lot of it I think a lot of it was saved for the fact that they shot the train sequence first. They shot the dangerous stuff first. So a lot of a lot of the the, the plot was being written during that. Because they, they had the action sequence set. That's what Brian De Palma and Tom Cruise wanted to do. So they had to shoot that. I'll, I'll talk about that later. Um, this ma- oh man, I love this scene. Do you guys remember the scene at all? Mm-mm. Not really, no. Okay, so... Uh, you can't do that with a CD. No, I know how no, you do that trick. No, no, actually, you're wrong. <sighs> he actually did this trick. A magician taught him how to do this trick. That is not a, that is not a camera trick. That's why I want to be an actor, because they can be like, oh, we need you to do this, and they will find someone to teach you how to do it. Yeah, that is no joke. Now, I don't... See, now that is where it's okay to have that creepy-ass smile. That is okay because he knows that he has won. So for anyone watching, basically we're at the part where 
Ethan gets ripped up out of the room. He hams Krieger the disc because he had two discs. So Krieger is is wanting to know what the plan is, and Ethan's keeping everything close to his chest. And Krieger says, if you don't tell me what the plan is, I've got the disc. And Ethan goes, what do you mean this disc? Because he pulls out the other disc that he had while he was down there. And he's basically telling Krieger, I gave you the wrong disc because I knew you were going to pull this crap. And Krieger's like, no, you didn't. And he's like, what do you mean? And he's basically pulling off magic tricks saying, how do you know that I didn't do, didn't pull a fast one on you? And this is why I love Ethan Hunt's character. Because he actually did did give Krieger the actual knockless. He was just fucking with him the whole time. I still want to know how he does the magic trick. Because, I, like I said, I I know how you do that magic trick. I have practiced that magic trick. Can you do it? Don't you? I, I'm very bad okay, at it. Uh, don't, you, don't you come across with this hand and you palm it with this hand? Not, not the hand flip. The hand flip, you it's it, that's all agility it's in the finger. Right that's, here, right? Yeah. Yeah, because it, it, you fold it... And this, is, back of your hand. this is great uh, content for a uh, well, for an audio. Yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this is the scene where he realizes, oh crap, somebody set me up. Right. So early on in the movie, Phelps tells him that he was at the Drake Hotel. That Bible that he's been using to decode Max is from the Drake Hotel. So he stole the Bible from the hotel. He just didn't like. Well, they. Why do they have an English Bible and a French hotel? No, Drake Hotel Chicago. He wasn't in Prague. Chi-town. Phelps was in Chicago. They were, that's why, you remember that first scene where they killed that guy and they pulled they pulled Claire out of out of the very first scene of the movie? Right, right, right. But what I'm saying is uh, Phelps was at Mission Control in Prague. He, but he, because but, he took that Bible from Drake Hotel earlier on and did the scene that you didn't have. Right, right. But look, why is he Why, if they're in French, why is there an English Bible in the room in the first place? Why didn't he catch that because, while he was in Prague? Because that's the. That's the. I don't know. Ha ha! Tired movies ruined now. I, <laughs> Tyler, what are your thoughts on uh, V Cut? What do you guys' thoughts on V Cuts? Do you guys wear V Cut? I know you do, Tyler. Uh huh. What are your thoughts? Lawns are not crazy deep V's. I can't do it. I get like a redneck tan. Like, like, like. Look, see when my tan stops. I couldn't wear it. Do you wear, for for you the, the audiences at home, Adam just took off his four shirts. <laughs> would you Would you wear a V cut shirt? Depends on how deep. I uh, wear it like that. Like that deep. Would you wear? It? Get like a, a deep V where it's no, no, because I've got a lot of hair up here. Yeah. And I do not have. You got the sweater structure. going on. A little bit. Yeah. Do you trim or do you just let it go? Uh, no, this just this just goes. I kid you not. I have like what I call the phoenix. I shave it right here, right as like the bottom of the bird, uh, and then, uh, then, it, then it comes. Just for reference, he's pointing at his stomach. Yeah, so it, like, <laughs> it comes to a point right here, and then my hair comes up into the wings. And I kid you not, it comes right here like a beak. I call it my phoenix. <laughs> no, I'm not gonna start talking about my. Uh, like he, he's sitting at home alone in uh, a refiner or something. He's like e. Trying to feed Cheerios. <laughs> Dietrich, would you wear wear a that's like a quilted V too? I do a, like back to the movie that we're watching. I do like that they're talking about his family because most spy movies they're like, oh, we just took this orphan kid, we made him a spy, or you know, I'm a spy, I have no family. But this is going to that chess game I was talking about. Kittredge is 
it has set up his family. He's moving. He's moving his rook in the to uh, attack Ethan's. Uh, no, I know. I'm saying I I like that they acknowledge that he's a spy and he has a family. That it's not just oh, yeah. one mission to the next. Right, right. Like it's yeah. not. I have nothing to live for. You can't do anything. You know, the life outside of yeah outside of the movie. Look at the look at the wet hair acting from Cruz. Love it. Oh, fuck. He just he knows how to use that hair. By the way, that jacket they made. Uh, Armani made eleven of them. You can buy. Uh, there's a store called West Bank that makes a replica version of it. You can buy it for like 189 bucks from the West Bank website. I like it. Uh, they they make it like brown, uh, fawn, black, blue. I like it, except it's got like a quilted inside. I don't really dig the quilted inside. But I like the blazer look. Next week on Leather R Us, we'll be talking about oh, Wolverine. Okay. Another scene, like, why is dude in the trench jacket? This makes for a Valentine's Day episode. Yeah. <laughs> so this is also... I'll wear leather jacket. This is also crap, because, Daniel, how fast does it take someone to trace someone on a phone? Uh, it's a significant amount of time. It's like... It's instantaneous. Really? Yeah, yeah. I lo- yeah. Huh. Mythbusters did that. The only reason why I know is because Mythbusters did it. It's like, uh, it's instantaneous. And uh, with cell phones, even if you use a burner phone, you can, they can ping you within three towers. They can't They can't specifically, if you use a burner phone or a cell phone, they may not be able to tell you exactly your exact location, but they can, ah. ping, they can ping you within three towers. Yeah, so that's, that's the same kind of thing that the 911 does. So you can call 911 and they can track you. Yeah. Yeah. But like I always like those scenes in movies, and my heart kind of broke when I found out that, like it, like being like a trace on a hardline phone is like that. Like, my heart kind of broke. So, like I really like that in movies. Well, so, I like the fact that they do lie about it because you'll get an idiot. Uh, they'll catch idiots that way. Yeah, that's true. There's a lot of like movie established movie science that gets used against people. Like real world application. Uh, BTK. They caught him because they convinced him that they couldn't trace his computer. BTK. No, they caught him because they he turned he he's, he gave his computer up to be to like a like someone like your dad, and they found letters that he thought he had gotten rid of, but there were still ghost trails of it, and it like it talked about what he was doing and um, what he had done to his victims. Hmm. What were you going to say? Well, uh, the news when I watched it, when around that time that happened, they basically was in contact with him, and they managed to tra- tra- uh, track him through emails and stuff. Okay. Hmm. All right. So, real, sorry. Back to the movie. <laughs> so, uh, so There's a movie going on? So, I like this. This is Ethan doing another magic trick. So, Phelps just said Kittredge is doing it, and Ethan's like, yeah, Kittredge did do it, but... They're gonna. De Palma does something really cool here, where he's showing Ethan's thought process. In in Ethan's head, he knows Phelps has done it. He's putting it together how Phelps has done it, but he's acting like he's putting it together how Kittredge's done. It. So he's doing his side. Of, this is why I like Ethan as a hero. Oh, he's lo- he's like uh, like oh he's. Keep him uh, calm and all this stuff by like saying, "Yeah, he shot you." Yeah, so so in his head, he's he goes, he's thinking how Phelps could have shot himself, but he's saying, "So Kittredge shot you on the bridge, Jim," but in his head, he's he's putting it together how Jim could have made it look like he shot himself. 
I thought it was a cool way to do, you know, like how comic books, they can show the inner monologue. There. I thought this was like a cool visual way to show an inner monologue. Right, and like uh, he's putting it, also putting together like, why the hell would he have the glasses where the signal could probably be traced anyway on anyway? So did you get your answer on why that was such a weird angle? Yes. He, he was, okay. So I like that right there. You just go back and you... So this is what I like about this movie. You watch the whole movie in its entirety, and you go back. Some some movies I don't like where there's a twist ending, and then you go and then you watch it, and the the guy's like, "Yeah, I knew the whole time," but there's no evidence that he could have known that. This movie you watch, you can see him on a second or third viewing. You can literally see Ethan put it together. Yeah, that's one of the things that I liked about um, and didn't like about the some of the Sherlock Holmes movies, the ones like Robert Downey Jr. Yeah. Because um, I think in the first one, he goes through and he makes note of all the evidence he finds, but in the second one, he doesn't. Yeah, the yeah. second... Yeah. Well, I don't want to talk about the second okay. one. Okay. The second one, like... Uh, I, I do like the scene there at the end where he's doing his breakdown and then the Moriarty breaks into his breakdown, but I can play this game too. And then... Oh yeah, that's a great scene. I just wish they had seeded more evidence for you to figure it out along the way. So, like when you watch, right, like wait, wait, right here, right here, right here. This is one of the heaviest lines in cinema. Right here. That is heavy. He's saying, "Why, Jim?" Because he's saying to because it's a double context. He's basically asking Jim, "Why did you betray us? Why did you kill our team?" But he thinks, "Why, Jim? Why would Kittredge do this?" Yeah, that, that is a that's one of the heaviest lines in cinema. Man. I like it. I'm gonna uh, re-listen this commentary and hate my voice, so I, I apologize. <laughs> well, you always hate your voice. I think it sounds fine. Thank you. I've hated it all my life. I know. Makes sixty-two grand a year, nineteen ninety-six. That ain't bad. What I make is that now. pretty good. You that's make sixty-two grand a year. Fuck you! Are you a spy? <laughs> you a dude, really? What the fuck? Well, if I work all the overtime, I can. Cody's buying comics for everybody. Daniel, charge whatever I no, on uh, Cody's tab. I'm uh, tired of this crap. I don't do charity. <laughs> don't worry. I'll have Adam work it off. <laughs> yeah. Adam will take care of it. You got more trivia for us? I'm uh, trying. To, yeah, but it's more when we hit the train. I'm trying to figure this out. I I do not like Tom Cruise. It's not as an actor. It's not as a person. I've just never been a fan of Tom Cruise. But now watching this, for some reason, I'm just like, I want to go watch Tom Cruise movie. But then everything I've heard is that he is so typecast playing the same character over and over again. I don't. I don't think. I, I don't think that. I think he has suffered. Tropic Thunder. Yeah. Well, Thunder. yeah. For the most amazing Tom Cruise performance ever. I yes. think I think he suffers he's he's he suffers from celebrityism. He has left the realm of actor and he has become a celebrity and the rumors and myth and truth about him have ruined a lot. Well, I mean, that's not even why I don't I it's not, you know, if he's a Scientologist or if he's not or whatever he does in his own personal time. That that never bothers me. Okay. I I don't care about an actor's personal business. I care about what they do on screen. It's just I I've always liked this movie. 
but I've never been a huge fan of Tom Cruise. And I don't know why. Like, I'm sitting here now watching it and be like, I really like Tom Cruise in this movie, but I don't know why I don't like him in other movies. I can, I can see that. Uh, he just kind of had that James, uh, John Wayne kind of thing where at a certain point he stops playing the character and he starts becoming Tom Cruise. Yeah, uh, unfortunately he... Unfortunately, he... I wouldn't say Look at that, that wet hair. Oh, that is great. A little too wet. A little too wet. You can see the scalp. If um, there's something Adam doesn't know about, it's I used to, I used to do that in junior high. Uh, I used to... Looking back on it now, there was really no clicks, but I used to really hate preppies. Um, and they, to me, they're all... They always... They're sh- I st- anyway, what I used to do was I used to get my hair drenched in wet. I put a gob of goo in my hand and just go out and just let it go out. And I was like, take that, preps. I was, like, I was like, this is... I'm rebelling against you guys. Yeah, you show them. Yeah, no... Looking back, it's like, they didn't even know what I was doing. I wasn't even on their radar. I would go to school, hair so wet, water would drip down my face. Is that why we used to get, like, the five-gallon drum of hair yeah, gel yeah, from yeah, Sam's? Yeah. I don't like that. It's too wet. As a style. I mean, he came out of the rain, so I understand that. She is going to town on that hand. Plus, he's ruining that leather coat. <laughs> Look, London Bridge. Is it Helicopter. Down? No, that actually that bridge is actually in Arizona. It was really? bought and transported to the United States, and it is not falling down. It is in Arizona, and it is a very popular tourist destination. Okay, so right Fun here. Fun fact. Fun fact. So <laughs> that exact bridge. Straight to Google. Yeah. No, no, not that exact bridge. The London Bridge is falling down bridge. Right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah. Yeah, not that bridge. Yeah. So right here... Who is that? So right... That is... No, the actor. That is Henry uh, Cermzy. Oh, that looks really familiar. This guy here? No, the dude with black hair. Oh, he was in... Oh, I don't know. Okay, so... This, this is why we don't have trains anymore. Okay, so this train scene. It took uh, six weeks to film on the 007 uh, stage in Pinewood. Ironic. Um, they're going about 200 miles an hour. Uh... They shot, they, uh, some of it was shot on an actual train. Um, they fought and fought and fought. The, the train, the train's like, you are not filming this. At, we, it's too, we don't want this movie to relate it on our trains. But what I, actually the point I was getting ready to say, because Cruz is Cruz, he was able, he took the heads of this train company out to dinner fucking took him out to dinner and was like, look, we want to make this movie. This is Brian freaking the Palmer. We're making Mission Impossible. This is what we want to do. And they said, okay, you've got you've got however many days that you can do this. Period. After that, you're done. It's over. Tom Cruise is like, we'll get it done. And that, But, see, that's good, but he also ruins movies. Supposedly, with a lot of what interviews and the behind the scenes on the, the Mummy movie that came out, that movie, the script for that movie was actually pretty good, but when Cruz got on, he helped get more funding for that movie, but also he was like, we need to do this, this, and this. So he, had, he Edward Norton did, like yeah, the Hulk? Yeah, and I guess a lot of the bad stuff in that movie is what... So it's, it's kind of a double-edged sword with Cruz. If you want your movie made, get him in the movie, but he may make changes. He's kind of like Elvis. He doesn't really have any no people. Is this all yes men do trains travel that fast in Europe? Yeah. Because I've ridden plenty of trains in the United States, and they 
go slower than the speed of smell. No, well these what, what are these, Dane? Is that magnetic... Uh, oh, bullet trains? Yeah. I thought they only had bullet trains in... Sorry, not to offend you, Asia. I know they're in Japan. I, I don't know about Europe. Uh, especially about 1996. Because I know that, you know, train transportation in Europe is like... Because, you know, shit, you can drive seven hours or go seven hours in Europe and hit, like, six countries. You drive seven hours in the United States, you're still in the same state you started in. Daniel, let me ask you, as, as uh, a guy who knows a lot about computers, they're trying to get a connection to upload this, I'm assuming by a satellite. Can you block that? He's using a, some sort of a device. To, is there a blocker that will disable the connection? Um... I would venture to say no. No? I mean, you're using a cellular phone, a satellite what? phone, to connect to a satellite. I don't think there's a way to to stop that without being on that same network, which in 96 on a train, you're not going to have a network. Well, they're worried. They're worried because if so there's a tunnel coming up, they're worried that if they, if, they don't make, if they don't make the transfer before the tunnel, they're going to lose connection. No, that's true. That, I mean, that is if, true. Yeah, going okay. through the tunnel... Uh, that, in my experience with satellite stuff, would block. Okay. Like, there would be a problem with that. So there's not... There's... See, like, so, like, look, none of these phones are working out because he's got that blocker. So there's nothing... Because you can block a cell phone, right? You can block a cellular signal, yeah. That's that's a completely different type of signal than a satellite There's signal. no, like, firewall. Put I, I don't believe so. Not without being in the network. Cody, you at, right? the at the terminal? Trying? I don't know. I just... I got sidetracked with that London Bridge in Arizona thing, and like, wow, this guy was eccentric. He yeah, dude. two world records, the old, uh, the largest antique ever bought, which is the London Bridge, and uh, world's tallest fountain. It's my great uncle. So, if you as when you guys watching this, watching this growing up, or why? I mean, it's kind of hard to follow now since we're. Uh, I'm talking about great. Look at facts. those legs. Did you guys find this movie confusing growing up? Yes. Oh yeah, big time. Yes, very lost. A lot of people, yeah. But I mean, it's it's pretty straightforward plot. Well, yeah, watching it now, but I mean, what you watched it when it came out? So I mean, I was ten? Could you follow it? I was six. So. Tell you know me, I'm extremely stupid. So. Yes. Yeah. So yeah, I could not follow. It. You're smart about random shit that, that has yeah. no bearing in real life, but if I said name all the Greek gods, you could probably do most of it. Yes. Okay, so check this out. Check this out, guys. This shot here, this is a genuine one shot. There's no, this is pre-face uh, replacement uh, Disney technology. Um, this is actually Tom Cruise in a John Voight Max ripping it off. What, how do we how do we think this holds up? What do you guys think? It looks like John Voight. That's actually Cruz. That's actually Cruzy. Don't, so don't it, give uh, him a Scott nickname. Him? No. This is all done in one shot, they said. Alright, so fact-checking for those interested in these Look, how does that hold up? What do you guys think? This is they, all, this they is all the Cruzy. They for a reason. It's covering key points. What do you think about that mask, though, man? That's pretty legit mask. Yeah. So basically, he now knows that Claire and, and Phelps has set him up. He has got Kit, Ethan Hunt has got Kittredge uh, on the train to expose Phelps. So uh, 
Ethan will not be disemboweled or reinstated. Undisemboweled. I guess reinstated is what it is. Reinvowed? Yeah, reinvowed. Reinvowed. I just don't believe that they're together. Sorry, go ahead, Dan. No, you're fine. Uh, those interested in the train technology, uh, Europe had their first bullet trains in 1980. Uh, between wow. the 1980s and 1990s when the bullet train... Now, I don't know if they could hit 200 miles an hour, but they did have high-speed travel at in, in that point. Shit, we need to get that. I'm tired of it taking forever to get to Chicago. Right? Yeah. Okay, how do you guys judge... Really, how do you guys judge this suit? I'm not a fan of the pin pinstripes. Because you can't pull them off. I, I can't. I, I don't know. What would we think? We like the collar. Everything looks good, all right? I don't know. The tie looks fine. You know, he pulled off a whole other outfit. Yeah. But, you know, not a bow tie. Yeah, the tie seems to be well constructed. Yeah. What, what do we think not of... Floppy. What do we think yeah. of young Cruzy here? What do you mean, what do we think of him? He looks pretty good. We we said that earlier when he's wearing the wife beater. Remember, this isn't his first movie. He did numerous hits before this. I told you that before we started. Don't <laughs> pretend like you're saying that. <laughs> so I can't remember why... Phelps is doing this because the Cold War is over... And he's got a shitty life. Is that okay? He wants more money. This is almost exactly the plot from James Bond Skyfall. The Cold War is over. These guys are becoming this form of agency is becoming dinosaurs. And he realizes that because he works for the United States government, that he's going to have a shit retirement. They're going to throw him out. Basically, he's also the guy from he's uh, the guy from Speed. He's just going to get a gold watch. Ah. So he's like, I need to figure something out here. That was the plot of Skyfall? I thought that was the plot of Goldeneye. Uh, no, Skyfall. Oh, uh, yeah. So, real quick. Isn't, now, isn't this guy and, and the, the girl together? Yeah. So, when he was talking about how lousy his life was with his wife... No, no, no. That's... No, he... Because he said, why, Jim? And he was talking about the marriage. But he, he was talking about Kittredge. He was talking he about Kittredge's yeah. marriage. Okay. All right. Uh, but but I think that was also I think that was also a heavy statement too. I think he was actually somewhat talking about himself. The, see, and that's why I thought he went with yeah. is because, you know, he was saying you know this is why Kittrick Digit, Digit, but it was actually you know. This is also the only Mission Impossible film where Ethan Hunt does not shoot a gun. Huh. Oh. Which is what I like, because in the second film, uh, Sean Ambrose, the bad guy, talks about how. Uh, Ethan Hunt prefers um, what's the word? Fisticuffs? Um, no, we're uh, you're doing stuff behind someone's back. Subterfuge? Uh, uh, different word for it, but Espionage. yeah, basically the same thing. Over, over. Sneakiness. It starts with a D, I think. Deception? Dis- nah, yeah. Peekaboo. Peekaboo, that's what it was. He said peekaboo. <laughs> um, and that, that's kind of why I really dig this film. Um, it, I kind of get a little depressed when I go back and watch the other ones. I'm like, ah, this is how I want Ethan Hunt. But I also kind of understand that as plot goes, as story bad, bad, he should not be wearing that suit on top of that train. Agreed, and that's why he takes it off. Now let's watch the sequence. Um, this 96 CGI. How, how this whole? I think this is pretty solid. I think it, I think this movie holds up. If if we would give a 2018 jaded moviegoer, someone who only grew oh, up shit. on Marvel films, I think that I think besides the pacing, I think the action would hold up for them. So, yeah, they're on like a green screen here, right? 
No, some of this is actually shot on the train. You'll you'll see the green. The well, green. The this is a green screen. Helicopter. Uh, this is a green screen. Th- this shot. Yeah, yeah. This shot here. This stuff here. Yes, because of the way the camera moves. They actually had. <laughs> What was the point of the flip? I, I, I'm sorry. Just the way he looks is completely like a Jim Carrey, like a smash into the top of this car look. Uh, when they <laughs> shot this at Pinewood, they had the, the biggest fans in the world blowing 200 miles an hour wind on them. I still don't understand what the point of the flip was. To get in position. Gotcha. So apparently this helicopter, this Notar-type helicopter, the, the sound effect that they use... On it actually is a rotor helicopter, so a lot of her- helicopter people. Can a helicopter what? catch what? up to a bullet what train? What if Annacle Smith was flying this plane? No. Then they would only land on the building. Yeah. Like it would go to land on the train and it would just cut to the scene of her landing <laughs> on the building and then back to the. <laughs> can a helicopter catch up to a train going that fast? I think so. How fast can helicopters go? I don't think they can go that fast. I, I don't know. I just. I was thinking the helicopters topped out at like 80 or 90. But this is a no. What, what was that comment? The, the, that was a, a hold on, noble viewer. Oh. We will find out for you. Thank you, Google. I love that. I love that scream. It's primal, man. You're like, no. Okay, so no. what's the science behind that where he kicked him off and he rolled off on the side of the train? He's hold, look, look closely. You can see the ledge. He's holding onto a ledge. No, but I'm saying even still. So, okay, real quick, right here. A lot of people give this scene shit where that helicopter's flying through this tunnel. In 2006, a fan of this movie, not attached to a helicopter, actually flew his helicopter through that tunnel. A uh, fan of this movie, not attached to a helicopter. No, not, atta- not, not attached to, to a, a train. train. I'm sorry. He actually flew his that exact that exact type of helicopter through a tunnel in homage to the movie. Well, I'm saying clearly look at the size of the tunnel yeah, but he's compared not. to the helicopter. I mean, it's possible. He probably wasn't going that fast, though. Okay, so we got an answer for the helicopter question. Okay. Civilian helicopters tend to go about 100 to 150. Wow. Military helicopters can go up to 250. But wow. is, that, is that military grade? Uh, it's a spy, so I would have to assume it's. So it's probably, so probably custom. He probably custom it up. Probably. Yeah. Okay, so he's hanging on to the side of the train. Yes. I understand that. Right. But that still doesn't explain the fact that he rolled off and the train's moving at 200 miles per hour. You're telling me he was able to roll off and keep up with the speed of the train. Yeah, well, what do they call that? They call that uh, uh, diminishing velocity. He was actually spinning at the same the same speed of the train, so he was actually able to match the speed. Yeah. Then call, the up, train was call up MatPat. I want some science on that. Also, can we go back to the point where there was the other train coming in the other lane? Yeah. Was it honking? Yeah. yeah. So they saw him... <laughs> What, what train at 200 miles an hour needs a horn? Uh, I don't know. Is there no I one in the... I say trains don't have horns. Oh, I guess that you... It, that's kind of cool. I didn't ever notice the person in the back cabin of the train. So, so look at this. They the, have horns. These, these effects Every hold time up. time they go through a railroad crossing. Well, yeah, those kind of horns, but... Well, my, my thought is this. I don't know much about helicopters, but... So he bent down... To, to like chop him with that blade, that would have fucked him up and he would have crashed, right? Probably. Yeah, because it yeah, would. No, he's skilled. Oh, huh? good point. Well, because I mean, the, the rotors on a helicopter have to be relatively light in order to to do their function. I think. That's yeah, gonna, here's a classic one-liner act, action from a one-liner. Red light, green light. 
Okay, he's now going now, 200 miles per hour. How is he surviving? So, he sur that, that holds up, yeah? Uh, yeah? That looked rough. Oh, come that on. That was rough. Come on, I mean, it's a little heightened reality, but it holds oh, up. Shit. That held. That was awesome. Yeah, that I don't fire, like his hair. That fireball explosion from Photoshop behind him no, was rough. No, get out of here. So... So the special effects guys, they, they read this scene. Oh yeah, that right there. Why did the train stop? Because th this guy here. Here's your classic button. Here's your, here's your 90s action button. You always gotta have the... There was no sign of the train actually slowing. Yeah, yeah, yeah that, that's why it's slowed to almost a complete and total stop. Yeah, that's because they, they were slowing down the whole time. That's why, that's why he was able to hold on when he flipped over to the side because they were slowing the velocity. Also, that's why he was able to make the jump to the helicopter and then back off the helicopter. The science is all there, guys. No, I can get him getting to the helicopter, but the explosion propelling him through the air, I don't, I don't. Yeah, I don't buy that one either. Especially because, like, okay, so it, it exploded, and there was no fireball in, in, the, in the, the restaurant scene with it. That wasn't a fireball. It was, it was like a C4-type explosion. So yeah, it just blew out the water. It didn't. Right, right so but there was no fuel. There was no fuel source on the aquarium. That helicopter clearly has a fuel source. So when it exploded, it exploded the fuel source. But that's that's not how that works. But it ex it's there was nothing to ignite it. The explosion ignited it. There, there would have been okay. So, so if if the explosion could have generated fire, it would have generated fire. No, the fire is coming from the, the helicopter fuel source. I know. I'm saying that it wouldn't have ignited the fuel source. Why wouldn't it have? There was because there was no fire. There was no Not fire when it blew up the aquarium. Right, because there was no fuel source yeah, on the aquarium. It's pressure and velocity. Right, the pressure and velocity caused that to, uh, to, to cause the fuel source. This is the deleted scene where Tom Cruise see turns. That see that scar on the back of his neck? That's actually a disease that apparently only African Americans, or mainly African Americans, get. Where it starts out as like a a, a group of like pimples, and the acne the acne like swells up into like a, what they call like a, a like a creatine scar. Yeah, that's cool. I wasn't talking or anything, but you know. Huh. Okay, this is the scene where Tom Cruise turns around and he sees Bruce Wayne and Catwoman. <laughs> 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 That's all I wanted to freaking get out, but, you know. See, now, I like, I think the jacket works with the blue shirt, crew neck, crew neck. I don't like, I don't like the beat neck. Well, it's too tight on the throat. I like it, I like it, I like, I like feeling, I like feeling. You like feeling you're going to be choked? Yeah, I do. That's why I wear so many clothes. I don't, I don't like loose collars. I don't like loose, loose collars. So this sets up the, so this movie, this movie was well received but it, it was criticized for being over the top action okay I got something though okay. so when he's in the, the cafe as the French would say with Ving Rhames he was talking about how his mom and Uncle oh, Donald we didn't record it all no, I'm just joking go ahead fuck you his mom and it's been a while since you made that his Uncle Donald were you know confused for you know, dope smugglers from Florida. So, do they not know that their son is a government agent? I don't. I have never seen. Like I, I said, I can't remember any other movies. What I'm trying to say is, you know, do they? Spy kids. Yeah, that's true. 
No, uh, so that's, this is how I was talking about Mission Impossible. This movies. is how the, this is how this works. James Bond is actually an ad, not an admiral. He's he's some rank in the navy. So I'm assuming Ethan. They know Ethan Hunt, their son, is. He's a sergeant in the National Army. Yeah, they don't know. Like, it's, I it's, said that weird. I know I did. It just I was it's, just barfing It's words. public knowledge that James Bond is an officer in the Navy, in the British Navy. So it's probably public knowledge that Ethan Hunt is an Army Ranger or something. So what do you, what do you guys think? IMF, Impossible, impossible Mission Force. As far as the hierarchy of power goes, where do you think they sit, the IMF? Well, from that movie, when they all died, not high. Okay. Or the budget version. Yeah, because, I mean, the, uh, other than Ethan and, and Bing Rhames' characters, none of them survived. Well, I thought it was President, IMF. Like, IMF was, like, the... the Top of the top, the elite of the elite. Oh, I thought and you were in the CIA, FBI. No, I'm going with the Sherlock, which is it's just the IMF is above the president. See, I thought IMF was like top top line besides your bureaucrats, but apparently, in, in as a caterer, first unit catering is amazing. But as far as as, as far as the storylines go and the universe builds... Do you have a resume out for them? Or? Yeah, I do. Uh, <laughs> Back from 1996. Uh, like, when I was six years old. Um, like, <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. No, as far as... The, once the universe has been developed, uh, like, IMF is below CIA and just above FBI. Like, they're not... They don't really hold them up. They're almost like subcontractors. You know how... You can you can be so they're almost, I wonder if they're just they're not even part of the military they're just because uh, in the TV show that that's what they are like Jim Phelps is in the military but like all the other guys like one of the guys on the team he's a high school drama teacher who's just really good at disguising himself so I wonder maybe if they're just subcontractors huh. like they're not in the military at all it's certainly possible I mean uh, and, and government and uh, recruits from all sorts of different places like that. Uh, that counterfeiter, the one that uh, Catch Me If You Can in that movie. Yeah. Oh uh, yeah. crap! What is his name? Yeah, I don't remember his name, but Leonardo Tom DiCaprio. Hanks. Or no. Leonardo DiCaprio. Tom Hanks. Tom Hanks was the one that couldn't catch him. Yeah. No, he caught. No, he gave. I think he gave himself in. No, they caught him. Oh. Man, I was reading the uh, the book by him. That's messed up. So. What? His his like autobiography on all like the scams that he pulled. Like how he became a pilot and became a doctor and all that stuff. It's just like because he knew that if he was a co-pilot, he never had to fly. The pilot did all the work, so he just kind of sat there and flew wherever he wanted. The only thing he did that he regretted was when he impersonated a doctor, because something happened and like he had to make a life save, uh, like a life saving decision, and in. And, like, luckily, like, no one died. And he's like, okay, I'm not doing that shit again. He's like, I could have killed somebody. He's like, I've got no problem stealing money, but I could have killed somebody. I ain't doing that. Okay, so the movie's coming to a close. Uh, before we, we'll wrap it up here. we got six more minutes before we hit the two-hour mark. Do we think there's a special group of people who pull off the impossible? Do you think a team like this could realistically exist? Oh, yeah, I, I 100% think so. I think... There are things that the, the governments do that we don't even want to know about. And then people like this are reasons that 
that we have the life that we have. But so I think that if I mean obviously this isn't is fiction, but I think things like that could be real. What do you think the shelf life is on these type of people? Not very long. Oh yeah, you heard the. Go ahead. Years, like two, three years. So there's I, no retirement. They're, they're just, they know going into it, like they're yeah. going to be caught and killed or disavowed or forgotten about. Yeah, have you ever heard of the Phoenix program? No. Wait, real quick, go. It was a military operation during Vietnam. They got the best marksmen from every branch of the military, brought them in, said, we're going to drop you in the middle of Vietnam. You have to go and assassinate this person. And they didn't let them talk to one another. You know, they crawled in the dark in the middle of communist Vietnam, like, laid in the bushes, like, had people come up and, like, like they were hidden. So, like, people would, like, just throw random shit and, like, have fell on They, like, didn't eat, didn't sleep, like, pissed on themselves, all for the opportunity to wait for the perfect moment to shoot this guy and then run out of communist Vietnam and each person was given the order that if one of the people falls behind you you turn around and you kill them like that's why they were taken from all different military branches what if you were the last person and you fell then you killed yourself then this person that's in front of you turns around and shoots you so that you can give no information away so there's no saving it's like, like no it's it's you you do fall you die, okay. and that's just one thing that's been declassified over, and that's just the United States. Okay, all right, Daniel. I know you lose sleep at night, wondering how do we do we think the Mission Impossible franchise? Do we think it's a good action franchise? Do we think it's the best action movie franchise out there now? We've got Fast and the Furious, the Bond series. I mean, what other action franchises do we have out there? Within the action realm. Superhero movies don't really. Uh, Transporter, Expendables. Um, the Bourne series, I guess. Bourne. So We're talking about new James Bond? Yeah, the current James Bond. Okay. So do we think this is the best action franchise out there now? Or at least in the top three? I, I don't know about best, but... Rewatching this first one, which I haven't seen in probably twenty years at least, yeah, um, I am willing to give it a shot. Uh, well, beforehand, I was uh, honestly I was not looking forward to. I can uh, tell you, I, I agree. Everyone was just kind of like, all right. I was the only one talking. I'm like, man, this is everyone's like Tom Cruise podcast, and I was like, all right. Yeah, I was really not looking forward to this one, but I really did enjoy watching it, doing the commentary on it. Uh, so I'm willing to go back and give. Mission Impossible 2 and the sequels a better chance now that I can kind of understand the plot line a little bit better. Alright, skip Mission Impossible 2. Bad hair, bad movie. Start with 3. Your Simon Pegg got, like, jacked for the last movie. Like, yeah. had, like, six-pack abs and everything. Yeah. Not a person I thought would ever have six-pack abs. So, but Daniel, what I was, the point I was trying to say is I know you have a hard time sleeping at night because you wonder with comic book movies how many how many superheroes have the Mission Impossible franchise spawned so I am going to let you go to sleep tonight knowing this okay alright so Tom Cruise was almost cast as Tony Stark before Robert Downey Jr. 
Nope. John Voight was almost cast as Superman before they picked Christopher Reeves. Nope. Henry uh, Sensory, the guy that played Keatridge in this movie, he voices Toy Man in Supergirl. Or he is Toy Man in Supergirl. Okay. Okay? Oh, yeah, he was good. Ving Rhames plays Charlie uh, Charlie 27 in Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 2. Okay? Oh, okay. David Kep, the writer of this film, uh, writer and director of a lot of superhero movies, director of Blade uh, Trinity, don't hold that against him, uh, writer of uh, the, the Nolan franchise. Okay? okay. Mission Impossible 2, Doug Ray Scott, the guy who plays Sean Ambrose in that movie, he was originally cast as Wolverine but he hurt himself in the making of Mission Impossible Hospital 2 and had to back out. But he, Ooh. just think of, he was Wolverine. Uh, I can't think of anyone besides Hugh Jackman. Hugh Jackman, yeah. Hugh Jackman, believe it or not, he was a villain. I like, know, but I'm just saying. Think, like, think of what that franchise could be with Dougray Scott. Nah. Okay. Yeah, Hugh Jackman was such a good choice. Uh, Dominic Purcell in Mission Impossible 2 is Heat Wave. Oh, yeah. Okay. okay. Uh, William Mathpower, uh, he in Mission Impossible Two, he plays Parasite in Supergirl. Yeah. All right, Richard Roxborough in Mission Impossible Two, he is M in League of Extraordinary Gentlemen. Uh, okay, yeah. all right. Uh, I don't classify that as Supergirl. Okay, uh, of course, Sir Anthony Hopkins is Odin. Yep. Okay, moving on to Mission Impossible Three. Uh, Billy Crudup, Doc, Doc Manhattan. We okay. have we have two Wonder Women. He's also the Flash's oh, the dad. Flash's dad in in the Great Universe. Uh, we have two Wonder Women: Michelle Monaghan and Kelly uh, Carrie Russell. Uh, voice one's Justice League War, the other is the Wonder Woman animated movie. Uh, for Ghost Protocol, of course, we have Jeremy Renner as Hawkeye. Uh, Mission Impossible Five: Rogue Nation. We have Alec Baldwin, the Shadow. Okay. And then in Mission Impossible 6 Fallout, Henry Cavill is Superman. So this franchise, I just played six I just played six degrees of Kevin Bacon with superheroes in Mission Impossible <laughs> franchise. Yeah? Yeah, very nice. Okay. That's a that's that's a lot of superheroes. So I know you can now go to sleep and relax. I can. Yeah, that's why I've been yawning all day. Well, you text me a lot at night and I and I'm kind of getting tired of it. I'm like, "Dang, just go to sleep." <laughs> so now Yeah, right. Okay. Now you're gonna get a text from Adam. I didn't mean it, honey. I swear. <laughs> right? Just please talk to me. <laughs> okay. I was right. just doing it for the podcast. <laughs> so the la- last closing statement for Daniel does the closing thing. Uh, it's been in '96, so it's been what 10, 20, 22 years. 22 years. Look at that math. Thank you. Did, did we dig it? Does it hold up? Would you give it to someone else? You got? Would you guys go out and buy it? Would you guys put this in your collection? I own it. On Blu-ray. Huh? That's why I didn't offer it. If it accidentally ended up on my doorstep, I think I'd still throw it away. Wow. Damn. No, Is that I why don't. you were so quiet? I... Cody's just know. like, it, fucking it's fucking impossible. It's, like, it's my bias against Tom Cruise. Like, it's a good movie. I like all the supporting characters. I like the storyline. I, I just... It's, it's something... It's one of those franchises I like, why is this franchise still alive? Okay. I really liked it. Um, I don't know if I would own a copy of it, but that's because, like, the spy movies, their big thing is the twist. And the twist, like, when you see the twist coming, it's not a good twist. 
so like it really pulls away from it. But once you have a chance to forget about it, like I'll probably come back to it in another ten years. But did you see it coming because you knew what the twist was already? It had been so long since I've seen this movie. No, I couldn't remember hardly any of it. I, I physically remember this was one of the few movies, I think Psycho, even though I knew the ending of it, this is one of the few movies where I literally had to physically close my mouth because my jaw was dropped. This movie had a huge impact on me growing up. Hair, fashion, stunts, running around the basement acting like Ethan Hunt. Yay. Alright. Yay. Alright. Alright, do the closing. Uh, so. Wait a minute, let me fact check. See if I got any other cool facts. Happy birthday, James Gunn, even though you're not directing Marvel movies anymore. Oh, James Gunn. Happy birthday, Mark Strong, even though you weren't alright. Well, you were a good Sinestro in a crappy Green Lantern movie. Oh, by the way, the guy I talked to the comic book store in Columbia, he thinks Shazam looks like a crappy movie, too. Okay, uh, do the closing. He then he should probably the he store. should probably give up his comic book store because he blows. Hope he listens to this. He don't. <laughs> Alright, so Damage Control Podcasting is being recorded at Underdark Comics and Games. In the Quincy, best Illinois. comic book store ever. Agreed. I agree. Well, thank you. You're welcome. Even the look on Daniel's face wasn't convincing. <laughs> well, There's live nudes every night. Only if you ask very nicely. Ask um, for Adam. $50 purchase <laughs> required. Anyway, check us out on Facebook at Facebook slash Underdark Comics or check us out on our website at underdarkquincy.com. Uh, send us a message, shoot us an email, stop in and say hi. Uh, check out Damage Check out Damage Control Podcasting on the Twitter. Daniel tweets a lot at Damn Control. Uh, find us at iTunes, YouTube, SoundCloud, at Damage Control Podcasting as well as Facebook. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. All right. No, no, and contact us at damagecontrolpodcasting at gmail.com also we will be tweeting our, our subreddit yeah you said, said it up Cody uh, we will get more information about the subreddit as time goes on uh, we are in the process of obtaining a good name that was a Tom Cruise answer okay. like, uh, like with the way the internet goes no you're done you're done Anyway, uh, you've got, uh, when this goes live, you've got about one week to get us your questions. So send us to them, uh, DM through Twitter, send us to the email, or check out the Reddit, which will be coming up on Twitter as soon as we get it set up. If you're hot, show up in person. Always. That includes dudes. Definitely. Yeah.